Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, um, are you going to call KUNO? This is my cell phone. Oh, shit, what's the number of the station? This is the number of the Just a second, I honestly have no idea. One second, let me look at the email. That's my cell phone. Hey, what's the number to KU now? Oh, 
First home game of the season. Last week we traveled to the Valley. Real quickly, Coach, San Antonio Johnson. New school. Tell, tell me about San Antonio Johnson before we go into last week's game. They're not really a new school. They've been around for a little while. So they got a good tradition. They played uh, Katie in the semifinals three years ago. And last year, I think they got beat in the first playoff game. They've got 3,000 students. We've got 1,200. They've got a lot of kids to pick from. It's a, I would say a fairly new school up there, but it, it, they've been around for a little while. I, I think they probably had maybe six or eight years. Six or eight years. Okay. Well, you know, I saw them on the schedule, and I just hadn't heard much about them. I saw the uniforms and just trying to place them. And I, obviously, I, I, this is our first time playing them. But if you didn't know much about them, I know there's been a lot of new schools coming in with the district splitting. And we talked about last week in the Valley how many new schools now coming into place. And it's good to see San Antonio Johnson making a trip down to Corpus Christi here north, uh, on the north side of town. And it'll be a great matchup. But before we talk about San Antonio Johnson, let's back up to last week. Wildcats travel down to the Valley on a uh, Friday night, took on the Mercedes Tigers. An opponent that always plays you tough. Was, uh, the first half was a 7-7 game, but the Wildcats able to pull away with a 20-7 victory. Mercedes, 100%. They're going to come at you 110%. Another great matchup. I was just talking to you all about Wildcats. Seem like you get things going. We'd have a mock punt. You know, started the third quarter. We had food to We didn't recover. It just seemed like it was more... The Wildcats not executing more so than what Mercedes played a great game. I just felt like on our behalf. Now, again, you get to watch the film. You're on the board. What was it on the board? What was it watching the film the next day? Was able to come up with it. 
Wildcats did run the ball very well. 350 yards rushing, you know, 380 for the night. Gage Lamb only one for two, 16 yards passing. And then Allen had uh, one for three. Uh, with one for three with 14 yards, had that little uh, halfback pass, I guess, to, to Gage Lamb. So it was a very productive night. Alex Brown, 20 carries, 125 yards, one touchdown. And then Gage Lamb, 15 carries, 112 yards with one touchdown as well. You were able to hold Ledesma in check. Ledesma was a big weapon for him last year as their running back. Ledesma finished off with nine carries for only 18 yards. So uh, a good night for the defense. Our defense played well. You got to go? Well, Coach, real quickly, we'll get on real quick here to, to San Antonio. San Antonio comes in, want to know. They took on uh, 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 Brandy's last week. They came out with the victory. They're a very big school. You talked about how deep they are. They got a great quarterback uh, in the uh, uh, 16, John Guerra. He's got a running back, Alex Rodriguez. Some very dangerous weapons in the backfield. Also, got some great receivers. That's for sure. Their skill people are very good. And they, they don't look tall. They're really tall. Just looking at him sitting here on the bench. Uh, those two right there are probably 6'2", 6'3". And they're not even the receivers. Um, they've got good height. They're not really huge weight-wise. But they're all about 6'1", 6'2", and very athletic. About 190, 200 on defensive front. Which, you know, when you get an athlete like that, quick and fast, they're hard to handle. Well, Coach, it'll be a great matchup as well. Again, we're here at home tonight, Phil Banner, Bill. Pre-game show, the coaching show, uh, coming from live right here, Phil Danner. I know you got to get ready for the game. Just wanted to visit with you real quick. I did. I wanted to extend it out to our community. We are looking for a, a sponsor for our coaching show. If you want to be part of this show, it's been a great show for many years. We get to sit here and visit with you. It's always one of my favorite parts of the night, the coaching show. You and I just get to sit in and visit about the game. Last week's game, last week we didn't even talk hardly at all about the game. And 15 minutes went by. It is a spot that's open. So anybody that's interested in the coaching show, give me a call. Talk to me. If you can't get a hold of me, Coach Danner will tell you how to get a hold of me. But, Coach, best of luck to you. One down. you got uh, seven more to go to tie the record. Eight for the uh, play of the record. So, best of luck tonight. Let's get out of here injury-free. And we'll do it again next week. All right, that's Coach Bill Danner here on our coaching show. Coming to you live on a Friday night here in Northwest Corpus Christi. Bill Danner, field as the Wildcats get ready to take on San Antonio Johnson in a big matchup between these two communities. First time. These two teams have played each other, and we'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. All right, one minute. Yes. Yes. All right. Can you hear me okay now, Brian? Oh, what was that? You can hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, man, sorry about that. When we do the coaches show, I have to use my mic uh, output, so that's why you couldn't hear me. Now, if you get the scoreboard ready, we'll go to you, brothers, during the game. During the game? Well, yeah, throughout the game, you know, first quarter, second quarter, just to check on scores with you. All right, we got 30. You got got internet? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool, cool. Now, we'll send it to you throughout the game. I'll let you know. I'll give you a heads up when I'm going to send it to you. All right, 15 seconds. Can do we sound okay? Are we too hot? Not hot enough? Sounded good. Can you hear me pretty good or no? Yes. All right, cool. All right, five seconds.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the First Victoria Bank pregame show. Coming to you live from Northwest Corpus Christi. Bill Danaher here, prime time crew coming at you. I'm Mike Carrero, Coach Ryan Duke to my left-hand side. We have Coach Brotherton doing our stats tonight, and our producer is Brian Catano. We want to thank everybody for taking time out of their Friday night to join us. It's uh, the parents' night for the uh, band tonight. Boy, first home game, Coach Duke, and already the festivities happening here at Bill Danaher Field. Yeah, we got them out there on the 50 yard line introducing the uh, the band and their parents right now. Looks like uh, hopefully this this rainstorm that looked like it was coming down on the radio, you know, hopefully it it, uh, it stays out of our way for a little bit and it's good weather that we got going on right now. There's a little breeze, you know, about 10, 5, 10 miles an hour going on right now. So hopefully it stays like this and that uh, that rain stays out of our way. Well, we get the winds kind of blowing out of the east tonight. We had a north wind this morning. It is uh, blowing five miles per hour. It's uh, steady, but it is gusting up to 10 miles per hour. 87 degrees here on a Friday night. So again, starting to feel like fall temperatures. As we are coming to you live from Phil Danaher Field, San Antonio Johnson comes in tonight. Uh, they uh, are lined up to our right-hand side. First home game season of the year. The Cat Dome is to our left. The practice facility to our left. And, boy, to see what, compared to what this sports complex used to look, you know, back in 96, 97 when I started doing these games, it, it's just completely redeveloped. The baseball park, the softball field to our left. You know, I think I'm you know, probably dating myself, but, you know, but you – uh, no, I'm right. Yeah, you were probably born, what, 88? 88, you're right. 88, so, you know, all this, looking at the view, uh, is completely changed. Again, this is a stadium that only Coach Phil Danaher has coached in. They used to play at the middle school. The baseball field used to be played at Oilfeld, and uh, there was no softball field here. Just, there's so much that's taken place here. Now you have a cat dome and the practice facility to the left. Looks like we still need to get some grass put down, but tell you what, just a, a beautiful sight to see from up here in the press box. It's looking looking really nice. We, you know, our, my freshman group, we've been going into that indoor facility for a little bit now, and that uh, we had some ant problems out there on our practice field. So we've been in that in that new facility, and it's it's just been great for us. You know, we got plenty of room in there. The, the top guys, the cheerleaders, everybody has been able to get in there and and take use of it. And then uh, that walkout dome is just getting done right now, and uh, they just started moving all the weight, the new weight room in there. It's going to be beautiful. There's new, uh, new, two new sets of dumbbells, the whole thing. Uh, I think 15, that's 120 or something like that. And then there's uh, going to be, I think, five new platforms for squats and then bench machines, inclines, everything you can think of is going to go in there. It's all brand-new stuff. It's going to look beautiful when it gets done. Definitely a nice complex here at Phil Danaher for game one of the season. We will come back. We'll talk more about San Antonio Johnson. We'll recap a little bit about the Mercedes game. Coming to you on opening night here at Phil Danaher Field. For our week one of the season, Wildcats come in 1-0, San Antonio Johnson 1-0. We'll be back with more of the First Victoria Bank pregame show on 1400 KUNO. Clear, one minute. Oh, good job, Brian. Hey, loud and clear, brother. Good job. Oh, man. I don't know anything about San Antonio Johnson, bro. Yeah, I don't know either. Let's see if I can even look up their coach. Thirty seconds. We got Region Four, District Twenty Six, Six A Twenty Six. Anything about the coach? Here's San Antonio Johnson. Excuse me, I'm not Max Bratz. There's San Antonio Johnson. Ten seconds. Info. Five seconds. 
All right, welcome back to the first Victoria Bank pregame show coming to you live from Northwest Corpus Christi on a beautiful Friday night. Temperatures at 87 degrees. Again, primetime crew coming at you. I'm Mike Rowe alongside Coach Ryan Duke to my left-hand side as the parents of the band members are getting introduced uh, here in the, on the field in front of us. We talked about San Antonio, uh, the uh, Johnson. They come out of the San Antonio District 26. They're a large 6A school. They uh, took on San Antonio Brandy's last week. They were tw- the uh, final in that game, 23-13. to 13. You heard Coach Danton talk uh, in the pregame show, 3,000 students. So, Coach Zook, uh, just a, a large, large school compared to the 1,200 uh, kids that we have. And, again, just a, a, just a testament for these Wildcats to take on a, a huge uh, school district like this. It's always good, you know, to start out the season. We got, the, we got past that first game against Mercedes, and then we're going to be tested here tonight. Like you said, there's – 3,000 kids there, that's three times as many as we got. So they're going to come out, we're going to have numbers, that's for sure. Looking over the crowd, you know, I figured they'd bring a pretty good, hefty little crowd with them, only an hour, 45 minutes away. But looking pretty thin over there at the moment. But like you said, you know, they're going to, they're going to come out. I think they got a, uh, a wide receiver. He's number 11. He's a junior. His name's Brandon McDuffie. He, uh, I, think, I believe he's got offers from Ole Miss and Vanderbilt already, so he's going to be a threat on the outside. So. They're going to be running and gunning a little bit. they got a, got a got a bunch of good athletes over there, so we will be tested, that's for sure. As the uh, captains come out to the middle of the field, we try to get those for you. See if we can get the uh, cameraman to help us up across the field. For the Carolina Wildcats coming up to the middle, will be number seven, Lawrence Mann. Number 24, Rates Deal. Number 36 is Heath Thomas. And number 42 is Drew Romero. For the Johnson Jaguars, we have number one, that is Hunter Wall. Number seven is Tanner Reed. And number 15 will be will uh, be a wide receiver, Dylan Pouncey. Pouncey? Dylan's related team is a Pouncey. The lineman one was the one for Pittsburgh and one for uh, Miami. Looks like he might be – he's – He's a white kid, so <laughs> <laughs> they might not be of any relation. Queen's Hawks taking place in the middle of the field. Referee looking over to uh, San Antonio Johnson. Jaguars, again, look at visiting team come in with their traveling uniforms. White shirts, uh, kind of a navy blue with a baby blue, almost kind of, kind of like the Titans, almost like the Tennessee Titans color. As the Queen's uh, Hawks has taken place, the referee goes over and taps the shoulder of the Jaguars. The Jaguars have... Uh, Elected to receive to the uh, north end zone to our left-hand side. The Wildcats will defend the south end zone to our right-hand side as we get ready for the opening kickoff here in Phil Banner Field on a Friday night. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on the first Victoria Bank pregame show on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. One minute, please. The white shirt. I didn't know how to say that and be like... <laughs> We had the coin toss early. It's only 719. I thought we were ready for the kickoff. We still got another 10 minutes. So last week we took on Brandy. Did they have a box score? It says box score. We still don't have Wi Fi in the press box? Just one off. 
Ten seconds. Five seconds. Correction. All right, welcome back to the first Victoria Bank pregame show. We got a little bit ahead of ourselves. We saw the coin toss taking place. We thought we were ready for the opening kickoff, but the captains have come back into the locker room, Coach Steve. That was actually a, a, a pregame facilities went by pretty quick. We had the introductions, but we still got some time to talk here. We can talk a little bit about uh, last week's game. Uh, the uh, Wildcats took on Mercedes over in Mercedes. Wildcats 1-0. Mercedes drops to 0-1, but Mercedes gave it everything they had. It was 7-7 at halftime, but the Wildcats were able to come away with the victory. 20-7. Wildcats uh, were able to put up some yards, too, but just didn't come away with a lot of points. Yeah, you know, we kind of hurt ourselves with a couple of good, little bit of penalties. I think we fumbled one time, and, uh, you know, we just didn't put ourselves in, in good position there in the beginning. Like you said, it was 7-7 at halftime. ended up being 20-7. to If you look at the total yards, it, it looked like the score would be way out of hand. We had 380 total yards to there, 128. 350 of that was on the ground last week, so we went, we went right at him with that power game. Um, just looking at the, the passing here, Lamb only threw the ball twice last week, so he was, he was one of two for 16 yards. And we had a little halfback pass that was Allen. He was one of one for 14. So we went through the ball three times all, all last game. So a lot of our, our damage was done on the done on the, on the ground. You know, like I said, the penalties kind of hurt. We had six for 50, 50 yards. Um, Brown had a really good job, did a really good job last week. Had 20 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown. Lamb pitched in with uh, 15 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown. And then Hawkins, he, uh, I believe on his first carry of the year, uh, ended up scoring, uh, I think it was like a, a 20-yard touchdown, something like that. He had a seven carries for 63 yards, and then Moeller came in there toward the end and added six carries for 42 yards. So we did a, did a pretty good job on the ground last week, see if we can get that passing game going a little bit. We had a, you know, a little bit of defensive pressure. We went to our spread game a little bit. We had our quarterback get out of pocket just a little bit. So hopefully uh, you know, we, we got that going this week, and we can, we can, hit, we can be a little bit uh, two-dimensional instead of just one. You got to what? You were talking about a little bit about the Cowboys game last week, uh, San Antonio, the Jaguars. They came away with the victory, as we mentioned. They won their game over San Antonio Brandy's 23-13. But two of their touchdowns came on the defensive side of the ball. They got two interceptions where they were returned for touchdowns. They only had one touchdown offensively. So, usually at the beginning of the season, it's the, it's the defense. It's uh, a little bit more aggressive. All you got to do is attack. They'll make the tackle. But, uh, you know, late in, in, in the, in the, you know, as, a, as the season progresses, you try to get your offense, try to get the boot, try to get your time in your passing game. So the offense takes a little bit longer. You know, talk about that at the freshman level, not only as a coach that now that you see it, but as a player. You know, you know, it just takes a little bit more time to gel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if you look at our, our offensive line going across, you know, we got Duke Waddell, Weston Julie, Ryan Everett, Carson Tibbs, and Sam Gentry. Everett played last year, Tibbs played last year, Julie played last year, and Waddell got in there a little bit. So, I mean, it's going to take a little bit for them to gel. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a growing process. You can't just go up there and everything be perfect. So, it's going to take an offensive line, you know, just a couple of games to get underneath their belt to uh, to gel a little bit more. But <clears throat> especially defensively, you know, like you said, last week we gave up 128 total yards, 32 rushing yards to their their main player last week was their their, their big running back, and we kept him in, in check the entire game. I think he had nine carries for yeah, it says nine carries for 18 yards. So we did a really good job containing him, and that's going to be a key tonight. You know, they got some they got some really good athletes out on the outside. And, if they do end up making a catch, you know, we got to come up and make that secure tackle, like you're saying, and it's just going to have to uh, to do some good tackling against our athletes. And then, uh, like I said, offensively, we just got to be a little bit more two-dimensional. Well, quickly, uh, Coach Duke, uh, as we get our hospitality room set up, uh, Coach Bowditz is doing a great job for us. I want to thank Church Unlimited 
uh, Northwest, probably supporting our Carolina Wildcats, uh, supporting our, uh, our uh, hospitality group tonight. They're going to get us some food, some drinks. I just want to talk about them a little bit. Located here on 15314 Northwest Boulevard. We have church services on Saturday nights and Sundays. Uh, Paying students from sixth to, uh, to you know from sixth grade all the way to seniors. They meet on Sunday nights from six to eight. Join us for some food, fun, and worship. Church Unlimited right here in Northwest Corpus Christi. Proud sponsors of our hospitality room. Got to give a shout out to those guys. Not only you know, worship, but you tell us, you put some food in our bellies, and we're going to stay pop. Yeah, you're right on time. I, I started to smell something, turn around, and I look over you, and you're right on target. I'll so. tell you what, aren't you guys? I'll tell you what, it not take long for us to gel. We, last week, we, it took us a while to get going, but the prime time crew getting back in the group. As we come to you on a Friday night, we wait for the Wildcats to come over the field. They're lined up to our left-hand side, and Coach, just like, you know, again, I, I, to, I keep dating you because you play for Man, these uniforms, sharp-looking uniforms, man. Tell you what, uh, the boys have come out with their maroon uniforms, maroon shirts, uh, maroon pants. Got a little bit of white uh, gear going on in the shoulder pads. It's like some new jerseys, maybe for the boys. The traditional headgear, the white uh, helmet with the cat's logo on the side. But the boys looking sharp for sure. It's funny you say that. You know, when I was over at the middle school, our seventh grade year, we had the practice jersey. <laughs> that, that was our jersey. We had a practice jersey. It didn't say Wildcats or anything on it. It just was a maroon shimmel-looking thing that had a, a spray-painted number on it. Yep. And then... Uh, you know that following year in eighth grade, we finally got, I think, some 1994 uh, classics <laughs> that we put on and looked like every one of us were wearing dresses. And we had to, we had to tie the sleeves and everything and knot them up with tape and everything and hook, hook them on there. And now you look down there and they got dry fit jerseys with their numbers and wildcats and everything. So just like you're saying, you know, this year I think we're, we're decked out with all Nike gear. We got two stripes. It's kind of giving that old school look. I like it a lot. You know, that old school look when we had the gray and the and the white on side with the with the wildcat on there. This this year they got the numerals on the side with the two white stripes. So they're kind of going back with that throwback look, even though they are some new retro jerseys. So they're looking pretty good tonight. I'll tell you what, Steve. One thing you know, we always used to laugh about the silver pants. You know, you, I don't even think we've seen the silver pants. When's the last time we wore the silver pants? You know, we've got now the white pants. We got the green and maroon. It's like combination. You, yeah, but man, when we wore them silver pants, it just you know, hey, they're still here. When we were wearing last night, our, our freshmen were rocking them silver pants. I still remember the silver pants. But tell you what, boys looking sharp, all lined up to our left-hand side. We wait for the uh, alma mater to be placed. San Antonio Johnson is in the uh, visitors' locker room across the field. They actually use the gyms, uh, which is right behind the visitors' picture. We are on the home side. The crowd's filing in. Uh, nice crowd right now. Again, there's plenty of time to make it out to the park, uh, to the stadium here. Come out and join us for some football. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. We're going to take one last break on our first Victoria Bank pregame show right here on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. One minute. One minute. Thirty seconds. Mike, I don't do the thing. Ten seconds. 
Mike, is it first Victoria or what? Five seconds. And welcome back. You're listening to Cal Wildcat Football on the first Victoria Bank pregame show. My uh, my my co-host over here, Mike, is coming back with a big plate of food, some nice tea. Again, yeah. Church Unlimited. Church Unlimited Northwest. Again, proudly supporting my hospitality room. I'd like to thank you. Coach Sweet, you better get back there and help yourself, brother. Has some nice uh, brisket, some sausage. And I gotta get that old protein there for me. I can't do the carbs. Try to stay away as you get older. Your metabolism slows down. You don't know that yet, buddy. You don't I'm know already said, Mike. I, I try to stay with the cars already. I feel you. There you go. The Jaguars coming in. Again, I'd like to thank Church Unlimited for sponsoring our hospitality room located right here on Northwest Corpus Christi, 15314 Northwest Boulevard, having church services on Saturday nights and Sundays. Paying students from sixth grade to seniors. It's on Sunday nights from six to eight. Join us for some food, fun, and worship. Uh, church Unlimited Northwest probably supporting the Carolina Wildcats. The Jaguars have made their way onto the field. Again, we mentioned it looks a lot like the Tennessee Titans with the, uh, what do we call that, royal blue? There's so many damn colors. When I was a kid, we only had eight colors. Excuse my language. Hey, eight colors. I went to school with eight colors. <laughs> I saw the other day, they have like 128 colors now in a box. You know, when I went to school, there was eight colors. Now you got royal blue, baby blue. You got, oh, man. Anyway, Tennessee Titans look to be a sports fan back home across the field from us. They got on the white jerseys, baby blue numbers outlined in royal blue. But uh, they are looking sharp as well across the field. The Jaguars from San Antonio Johnson against the Carolina Wildcats here on a Friday night. Thanks, everybody, for being with us on Mike Grill alongside uh, Coach Ryan Duke. Our statistician is Coach Brotherton. He is working hard to our lab. Not quite with the stats yet, but I'll tell you what, he's got those <laughs> curls going on. Working to our left-hand side. Coming to you on a Friday night, 87 degrees on a Friday night. Again, we hope the rain stays away. It's been uh, kind of slight overcast. It was some lightning in the forecast, but Hoping to get the same in. Don't want, uh, we don't want to see that same type of day we saw a couple of years ago when we took on uh, the Corpus Christi Carroll. They failed to come out of the locker room. That is one game that uh, Coach Stanley didn't get credit for. We were leading the game as we went into halftime, and the coaching staff for Carroll decided not to come back and remake the game. So that game went almost ended as a no contest, Duke. And, uh, not something when was that? Was that? But this one was that about two, two, three years ago? Really? Yeah. Don't remember that. I don't like it. You can probably still playing for the Phillies. There. Yeah, I didn't, yeah I, didn't, I didn't ever realize that. Yep, had a game right here at the field. Game took place. Started raining. Both teams went to the locker room. We tried to wait it out. I think it was almost 10.30, Coach Brotherton, was it not, when they finally decided to, to call the game. They tried to reschedule it for Saturday. And the Carroll Titans opted not to come back to reschedule the game. So that game went down as a no contest. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. they got the same colors over there. So, you know, hopefully it's not deja vu. Uh, you know, and they coming down from San Antonio, especially, you know, where we, we do have to wait it out. I think they'll stick around because they got that, that that trip back. So, I mean, uh, hopefully they can, they can stick around. And like you said, keep your fingers crossed. That stuff stays away from us. Yep. Hey, well, we've had some fun field nights. And Coach Bevington will tell you what's bugging me out. Was it two years ago also in Mercedes where we had about 10 inches of rain? Uh, game started about 9.30. By the time we finally got started, the field was completely flooded. They opted to play the game. Uh, it's been some crazy, crazy scenarios over the years. You know, it's almost like last year we played, uh, I believe it was Edinburgh Vela in that, in that second round of baseball playoffs. And the game got rained out. We were playing in, um, I can't remember exactly where it was, right outside of Edinburgh. We had to move stadiums. We ran about 45 minutes down the road, waited it out, lightened again, rained again. So we drove two hours to Roma 
and then we ended up starting that game. I think at about one thirty in the morning. Oh wow! So I know it's been a it's, it, was, it was a trip. That's for sure. We had to come back and play the next day too. So it was tough. But like we're saying, you know, hopefully it hopefully it goes around. There you go. <laughs> the uh, again, the players are lined up on the thirty yard line, waiting for the national anthem to take place. Uh, I believe the colored guard is lined up right across the field from, the, from us. They are, as we will pay our respects to the uh, national anthem. The men and women who have served our country probably uh, coming out to the middle of the field for our national anthem. We're going to take one last break. We'll come back to the opening kickoff. You're listening to Calum Wildcat Football on the first Victoria Bank pregame show on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. Fifteen seconds. Gotcha. Ten seconds. Gotcha, Brian. Yeah, buddy. That's a big kid across the field, man. Look at that kid on the forty-five yard line. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. All right, welcome back to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show. Both teams uh, are getting ready for tonight's matchup. We have our national anthem that's been played by the Kalala Wildcat Band on the right-hand side. It is Friday night football here at Field Danaher Field. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night as we come to you from Northwest Corpus Christi. Wildcats coming 1-0 after the uh, victory last week, 20-7 over the Mercedes Tigers. They will have their hands full tonight. As Coach Danaher mentioned, we're not – Huge as far as their, you know, stature, Duke, and I say huge. They're not going to be 300 pounds, 350, 325, but they are tall. They're very athletic, and that makes for a more dangerous team. They're very quick. they got the skilled players. We talked about their wide receiver already having offers from D1 schools. He will be a weapon tonight for this team. Their quarterback is, uh, is going to be out on the field. It's number 16, John Guerra. His backfield is going to be Alex Rodriguez and Dylan Pouncey, one of the uh, captains. Wide receiver number 11, Brandon McDuffie. That's the young man you were talking about who's already seen some big offers. Tight end is going to be number 86, Michael Goff. And on the other wide house is going to be number two, Will Hall. Center tonight will be number 63, Carson Battles. Near guards, Michael Williams and Ethan Rockman. Your tackles for tonight is number 79, Tres Cavazos, along with Brandon Seneca. That's your starting lineup. Or the Jaguars across the field from us, the Wildcats. Again, last week, you know, Dan and we talked about it, Duke, about the special teams. He was very, I won't say critical, but I think his expectations of the, of the special teams throughout the years, that's one of the things that we've been so solid on. And last week, he was, he was again, just talking about it. They struggled last week. They played very bad, very poorly last week. Something we've got to get going this week. We've got to turn over that field position. We've got to field the punt. We have to field the kickoffs. We've got to get our extra points. Those are key things. I mean, 
throughout the years, we've had trouble with extra points. I mean, back, I can go through so many games. We've come to the last, I mean, Alamo Dome, we can talk about an extra point that really hurt us. I mean, so many games that are so critical on special teams, you know, that they have to be able to come through for you. We're looking for a kicker. Last week, Gates Land, uh, looks like he's going to kick off again tonight. Number eight, looks like he's going out on the yeah, field tonight. Out there. Uh, you know, that's when you have your quarterback kicking for you. You'd like to find somebody else who could do that for you. Let your quarterback rest on the sideline, talk to his coaching staff. Number eight, Gates Lamb, going out there again for the uh, kicking uh, responsibilities tonight. The past two weeks we've been working out a kid. He's, a, he's actually a soccer player. He came over and been kicking for us. He's got to uh, he's got to serve his time. You know, you can't just go out there and put on a helmet and go out there the first day. So he's got to be able to – I think it's – I believe he's got to go through at least a week and a half of practice with full pads and stuff like that. So – uh, we might have a new kicker next week, but right, like you said, Gage going to be out there. But, you know, special teams-wise, like you said, I think the most important part was filming those punts. We had punts that just were coming right to us, and they dropped about a yard or two in front of us. And then they, that when that ball bounced, it gave them another 15, 20 yards setting us back. So we can come up and throw some punts. Last week we also had a kickoff that we didn't feel, and they ended up jumping on top of it. So we just got to clean those up a little bit and play some solid football. Gage Lamb approaches. High end over end kick. This one's going to be taken at the 15 yard line. Fake reverse by number 40 going on the left side. Has the scene. Got the outside. He's got the sideline. He's got the 40, 45, 50. Gage Lamb trying to slow him down. Gage Lamb will finally bring him down at the 35 yard line. That's number 40. Jahari Aiken on the return for the Jaguars. You know, just like we just said, Mike, uh, that time they ran a little fake reverse. The guy caught it right down the 20-yard line, went to the other guy like he's going to hand it off right there and just took it around the left side. We lost contain on that left side. He was able to get around the edge, went down the sideline, and luckily uh, Gage was back there to make the tackle. Going to spot the ball at the 37-yard line. Great field position for the Jaguars here on their opening drive. Shotgun formation, running back to each side of the quarterback, John Guerra. Got up first play, hands off to his running back on his left-hand side, comes across the field, coming over to the right-hand side, finally pushed out of bounds by number one of the Wildcats, John Gaddis. Looked like Pouncey right there came up and made a pretty good block on our, our outside linebacker. That looks like number seven, Lawrence Mann, trying to keep that outside contained. Went up, kind of just kind of rigged that right there and got around the outside and only picked up about four or, five, or about two yards on the play, but pretty good job right there offensively getting that, getting that still block. Second down and eight, Jaguars driving left to right. Ball on the uh, Wildcats side of the field. The defense will have a tough task to keep these Jaguars out of the end zone on this opening drive. Hand off again. Over to the right-hand side. Quickly coming up for the Wildcats to make the tackle. Minimal gain on the play. It's going to come out to the 30, but it's going to bring up a third down and three for the Jaguars. This is a great individual effort right there by number 70, Justice Escobar. I had a little guarded tackle pull right there. We call it a GT. We call it a 64 dive right there. And that time he was able to shed the center right there and come back and make the play in the in the backfield. It's a good individual uh, effort right there by Justice. Shotgun formation. Twins lined up to the left-hand side. Single one out to the near side. Snap on the way. Quick little slant pattern. And it's complete. Wow, I thought the uh, defender, number five, Chris Chris, had uh, defended that very well, but uh, a nice throw to the wide receiver on the right-hand side for the first down. Looked like number two on the reception for the Jaguars. That's uh, Will Hall. Making a nice reception for the first down. It looked like Forrest almost batted that ball into his hands. It looked like it was it, he, the quarterback threw a little bit too far in front of him, and Forrest just stuck his hand out right there, and it went right to the wide receiver. So a tough break right there for the Cats to pick up the first down. No snap. Handoff. Right side. Number 53. Big number 53. 
disrupting the play enough to allow his uh, teammates to come up and help out. 53. Did we get the correct uh, pronunciation, Kaminsky? Is it uh, Lamidi? Leomidi? I think it's Leomidi. Leomidi? But I'm not sure. I, I need to check on that. We need to confirm that. Guy. Yeah. That'd be good. I want to give that kid credit. There was a force on that one. You can see him in the backfield in a hurry. Defensively for the Wildcats, 53, Kenise Diamati, number 70, Justice Escobar, number 75, Roland Gonzalez on the front line. Your linebackers, 45, Brandon Broughton, 36, Keith Thomas, 24, Ray Steele, and number 7, Lawrence Mann. We'll do the secondary here shortly. Hand off over to the right side for the uh, Jaguars, uh, making a nice pickup up to about the 10-yard line. And it's going to be enough for the first down for the Jaguars. Same thing right there, Mike. Garden tackle pulling over here to the right side. Looks like they might have got away with a little bit of a hold right there on, on Broughton. Looks like he had pretty good, pretty good contain right there. Looks like he might have just grabbed a, a fistful of jersey right there, but no call that will pick up a first down. So it's going to be, yeah, it'll be right on there on the 10. So it'll be first and goal for the Jaguars. John Gerber, shotgun formation. Wide out to each side. Running back. Each side of them as well. Low snap again. Hand off to the uh, running back. First man through. Trying to test the middle of the line. He's going to bring it up to about the seven-yard line. We'll be uh, second down and goal from the seven. The secondary for the Wildcats. Your quarters tonight. Number 21, Philip Lively. Number five, Forrest Chris. Your safeties, number one, John Gaddis. And number 12 is Sam Allen. It's interesting, Mike. Number 11, Brandon McDuffie, the, the kid that we were talking about in the pregame, he hasn't been on the field yet, so I'm not sure if he tweet something before the game or what it may be, but he hasn't been in the game yet. Shotgun formation, handoff, number 15, going on the left side, trying to spin around, and he's going to be hit about the four-yard line. We'll see where they spot it. It's going to bring down third and goal. Number 15 is Dylan Pouncey, the running back for the Jaguars. Yeah, Pouncey had a little bit of room right there on the left side. Looked like number one, John Cass, came up and made a, uh, a pretty good pop on him right there to stop. He looked like he was, might have just fell over into the end zone right there, but he came up and gave him a pretty good knock and uh, stopped him in his tracks right there at the three-yard line. Pouncey, Rodriguez in the backfield. Getter is your quarterback. Throw down and goal for the Jaguars. Snap on the way. Take the handoff. Looks like they hit the tight end. They're going to drop it off to the big tight end, number 86, Michael Goff, and it's a touchdown, three-yard touchdown pass. Well-executed play by the Jaguars. There is a flag on the field, though, Mike. I'm not sure if they're going to call a legal formation here because as soon as he caught that ball, the umpire threw the flag there, the back judge did. So he might have been covered up a little bit by the outside receiver, and he may call an illegal formation here. So let's see what the call is. This was talking about it. You can see number 86. Big tight end for the Dang guys. Pass interference. Hmm. against the Jaguars, so that'll negate the touchdown. Should back them up 10 yards, so a big penalty there against the Jaguars. So now it'll be first down and goal from the uh, 13-yard line. Marked off 50. What, what was that? It was, no, the ball was on the, ball was on the three, was it not? Yeah. was on the three-yard line. 15, whatever the case was, 15-yard penalty brings them back to the 18. I guess I'm just a little confused. Not only just a personal foul is a 15-yard penalty, but uh, whatever the case, it'll bring up third down and goal from the 18-yard line. I ain't got to really dig in that playbook. You know, third down and goal from the three. You've got the option to be able to run, throw, call that little play action. Get the uh, tight end now. You're looking at a third down, 18. You're looking at a four-wide receiver set. Trip to the right side, single wide out to the left. 
movement again by the Jaguars, and that'll back them up another five yards. Yeah, they saw the defensive pressure right there. They had a blitz. It looked like number 24, our, our inside linebacker, Ray Steele, was coming on a blitz. I think the right tackle was uh, trying to trying to get a little head start right there, so they called him. I'm going to back him up five more yards, so dig a little bit deeper in that playbook. Wide out number two, Will Hall puts wide to the left, trips to the near side. Two running back, flips to the left side of Rodriguez. Snap on the way, looking downfield, looking, trying to hit his wide receiver in the corner. Sam Allen conversing. And it's going to be out of bounds. Receiver caught the ball in coverage. Allen was there along with Lively. Wide receiver came down with it, but uh, landed out of bounds. Dude. Great play, though, by the Jaguars. It was a great play on the ball right there by that wide receiver. Luckily, they had two guys. It looked like our coach was thought Sam Allen came over there late. It looked like he had a, a pretty good beat on the ball. It looked like it might have been an interception, but like you said, that wide receiver, I'm trying to get a number on my boot. It was number two. It was number two. Number two. Real Hall went over there. Got on top, out jump two guys there with that ball. Just luckily he was uh, landed out of bounds. So that'll be that'll make it fourth down. They're going to bring the kick team on right here. Try to, try to uh, put three on the board. Zach Elder will come in for a 31-yard attempt. Snap on the way. Elder with a kick. Wow. Boy, he gets all into that one. Three points on the board for the Jaguars. Eight minutes and 24 seconds, and the Jaguars are on the board. We'll be back with more Calella Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. Yes, please. Heck of a kick. Yeah, we'll do convenient. It didn't even look like any effort. That could have been good for 50. Watch, watch the kickoff. Watch how high it goes. Was that a 40? What did I say? 41 yarders? On the film, he can go off straight up, like, it's deep, too. Oh, Houston's playing Texas tonight? What? Astros are playing the Rangers? Oh, yeah. That's 2-2. I know a girl at that game. He is? 30 seconds. Who do we got back beat? Addis and Chris? Yep. Fifteen seconds. Gonna start talking, Brian. All right, you got five seconds. High deep kick. This one's gonna go to the back of the end zone. No return. As we just talked about, number nineteen, Zach Elder. He hit that forty-yard field goal, Duke, and it was right down the middle. Lots of power. And I think it would have been from about 50 easily. And that one just pushed it through the end zone. You're not lying. They had plenty of room for that. I think it went halfway through our, our D circle over there, our half circle over there. And that was an absolute bomb. Wildcats will start the drive on the 25-yard line, 8 minutes and 24 seconds. They trail the Jaguars 3-0 to zero after the 30-yard field goal. Age Lamb will come in at quarterback. Wildcats coming with a two tight end set. Alec Brown in the backfield, toss sweep to Alec. Coming around the left side, Brown, 25, spins around, and he's going to get out to the 27-yard line before being brought down. And, again, it's hard to read that jersey number. It looks like, is that eight or six? Number eight, I believe. Yeah. Number eight, Cole Jacobson coming up and make that tackle. The starters for the Carolina Wildcats on the front line, number 54 is Ryan Edwards. Your guards are Wesley Julek, 
and Carson Chips, your tackles, Sam Gentry, and Dwayne Waddell. Second down, we'll call it eight. Ocean across is number 30. Toss sweep again, Alex Brown. Penalty on the play, and uh, the Wildcats maybe get for a legal procedure false start to back him up to five yards. Also in on offense tonight, number 30, Ty Cade. Number 13, Rotten Moeller with a Z-back on that play. Looks like number 45, Braden Broughton. Starting tonight going both ways. A little different set coming out with that, uh, that power formation. A couple new new faces in there. Last week we saw with the number 22, Hawkins as well. Got some playing time. Moeller came in late. Nice job of running ball for the Wildcats. Now we're looking at the second down. We'll call it. We'll call it about 13 to go. For eight. Gage Lamb under center. Takes a handoff pressure. Trying to get away. Pressure quickly by the Jaguars. Boy, did he come in free. That number 53, 57. 57 on the uh, tackle for the uh, Jaguars. That's Gavin Cole making the tackle from the linebacker spot. Looks like we tried to, to roll out right there, take that little dive play to the left and I think when the guard pulls from the backside right there, nobody filled for him right there, and that defensive that defensive nose just kind of shot through the gap right there. Nobody nobody brought back for that corner or that uh, that guard coming around to to lead block for Gage, and was able to meet us in the backfield for about a 12, 13 yard loss. You may see a quick kick here, dude, just inside of Kansas field position. Gage Lamb lined up, and again another penalty. Almost looks like he's counting the players. Now it looks like Gage Lamb is doing the same thing. So we have 12 men on the field. Legal substitution is what's going to be called against the Wildcats. Not the opening series you want here at home in front of your home crowd. No, nope. looks like they caught us for 12 men. Yep, Brian's coming off. Nobody's coming back on. So looks like we had 12 men on the field right there. And like you said, it looks like Gage is about to quick kick it right there. So coming out in the same type of set might be the same play right here. Shotgun formation. Not that away. Gage Lamb, high kick. This one's going to uh, bounce at about the 45 and roll out of bounds at the 44. Six minutes, 17 seconds. Wildcats went backwards on their opening drive. Jaguars will come out their second possession of the night. They'll start this drive. They're going to spot the ball at about the uh, – trying to wait for them to spot it. Looks to be about the 43-yard line maybe. That's where it'll be, the 43-yard line of the Wildcats, the second drive for the Jaguars. You know, going back to that first position right there, Mike, we came out with that pitch back to the left, and that's some pretty good running room. They just went come up and hit a, a shoestring tackle right there on us, and we only gave them about two or three yards and then that sack, and then the, the, the back-to-back penalties are just crushing us. So nothing doing here, but it looks like they're going to come out and then and a quad side of the road to the top side. Right? Four wide receivers split up top. A quick uh, – Pass. Now it's going to be a flea flicker going downfield, and they're going to score. Well, dude, I, can almost, I almost saw that coming. Uh, yeah, exactly. As soon as he, the quarterback got the ball and threw it out to the left right there, it was a backwards pass for sure. So as soon as that ball went backwards, I saw the same thing, Mike. I was like, oh, he's going to throw it again. And that yeah. time, he just ran right by number 12. Looked like uh, Sam Allen right there playing safety. Just ran right by him and there was nobody out there to cover him. The ball was put perfectly right, right there in the guy's hand. So I, I didn't even get to see who threw the ball and who caught the ball. I know Hall was the, catch, the one who caught it. Number two, Will Hall was the catch. 
Not sure who threw the ball. Extra point on the way. That one through the upright. Six minutes, seven seconds. Jaguars 10, Wildcats 0. We're back with more Wildcats football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. Thirty seconds. Gotcha. Fifteen seconds around the fifteen, fifteen. Fifteen seconds. Five seconds. Deep kick. This one goes through the back of the end zone, and the Wildcats, again, will start at the 25-yard line after the 43-yard touchdown pass by the Jaguars. Six minutes, seven seconds, and the Jaguars leading 10 to 0, Duke. Second drive, you've got to go put some points on the board, get some momentum back on your side. Yeah, we've got to do something. We need to go forward, that's for sure. We, uh, that, last, that last series, you know, we hurt ourselves on a couple of penalties in that sack, so we've got to make sure we, we, we answer right here. You know, down early two to nothing right here. So, uh, you know, we only got the ball right here on the 25 because our kicker just kicking, <laughs> kicking the heck out of it tonight. So, we'll probably stop from the 25 the rest of the night. Shotgun formation, Gage Slam. A five-yard deep. He has wide up split to each side. Snap on the way. Handoff Brown. And, again, a penalty. An illegal procedure. And, again, you're going to back up five yards and give you a tough first and 15 against this Jaguar defense. Man, we had a good one working there, too, Mike. As soon as that ball was snapped, we had about one guy to beat over here on this left side. But everything well down. But, like you said, it's going to back us up about five more yards. And just moving backwards already, again, in the second series. I get this cleaned up, boys. Let's do it. Again, I'd like to thank Church Unlimited Northwest for helping us out in our uh, hospitality room. Proudly supporting the Carolina Wildcats, located right here on Northwest Boulevard. Thanks a lot, Church Unlimited here in Northwest. I'll swoop. Alec Brown. Brown moving forward. Nice burst of speed there by Alec Brown. He's going to get the five back that we lost, plus another three, which will bring up a second down. We'll call it seven. If they come out in that same defense and still right there, my wish is just keep running the same play. They are uh, they're shifting everybody to our Z back, which means Right outside of our tight end, we have a little a, a back right there. And so they're shifting everybody over there. We got extra guys on the left side, and we had a Z back on the right side. So everybody's moved over to the left, and there's nobody on the right side. That's how we ran to our right, to our left, so they're right. And we had a huge throw again. We just almost, you know, didn't kick, get that last kick out block. Let's see if we can go back to it again. Number 40, most across the line of scrimmage. That's Alec Brown. Gage Slam going around the right side. And penalty coming out. It might be a holding against the Wildcats coming from that umpire spot. What the uh, yellow laundry on the field is. Opening quarter, week one of the season, second game of the season. Wildcats come in one and zero. Prime time crew coming at you. I'm Mike Grill, alongside Coach Ryan Duke. Our statistician is Coach Mike Brotherton. 
And our producer back in the box tonight is Brian Katana. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night, taking time out of your evening. You get a chop block on the Wildcat. That's going to be a big penalty, dude. That's really going to take us back. A lot of things you could be doing on a Friday night. You made the option to join us. So thank you. Appreciate your time. You can listen to us on the World Wide Web on catsiradio.com. Listen from your car, your computer. You can have a direct connect phone line. You can call the number and listen directly to your cell phone. I'll tell you what, we are only two shows, just to give you a little history, there's only two programs on TalkShoe that have reached the platinum status. Tell Allen Football, Cat's Eye Radio is one of them. James Lamb, quarterback keeper, coming on the left side. Ball comes loose. Jaguars say they have it. Do they have a gift? Gift in September, but James Lamb is slow to get up. He took a shot. Ball came loose. Ball on the carpet, and the Jaguars are going to fall on the ball on the 26-yard line. And, again, Gage Lamb, slow to get up. Well, Mike, if you could think of something bad to happen, we've done it so far. We've got a chop block, thumb with the ball. Holding that right shoulder, too. It looks like he's favoring that right arm. Yeah, it looks like he came over. He was holding the ball in the right, in the right hand that time. A little option play to the left side. He got hit on that shoulder, and when he got hit on that shoulder, the ball popped out loose. So let's hope he's okay. It looks like he's... He's trying to walk it off here on the sideline, but first down for the Jaguars. Head off the penalty. Coming up is going to be number 36 for the Wildcats. That's Heath Thomas on the tackle. No game on the play. It's going to be second down and ten. So we last year, especially, you know, we uh, we kind of fell back on our defense. We let our defense keep us in a lot of the games, and they they played really well. I think we, when we played TM last year, we didn't even give up the first down. So hopefully. Our, our defense, you know, can come up and step up once again and, and keep these guys out of the end zone here early in the first quarter. Gage, but he just had a stinger. He's still kind of holding that right arm, right? Not quite the shoulder, almost his right arm. Quarterback keeper trying to step up in the pocket. He's going to take a hit. Number seven coming up and putting a hit for the Wildcats. That's Lawrence Mann on the tackle, but the quarterback make a nice game of about five yards. We'll call it third down and five. Pretty good pass coverage right there on this right side with like Gaddis and and Chris, when we had their guys all uh, all covered up right there, quarterback had nowhere to go. Took tucked it, picked up about five five yards, like you said, falling forward. Going to set up about a, a third and five. Four wide receiver set, twin split lead side, running back stance to the left of Rodriguez, looking downfield, trying to hit his wide receiver. He does pouncy out of the backfield, nice little five yard pass, turns it upfield. He's going to pick up the first down inside the fifteen yard line to about the thirteen. That time the uh, receiver's on the left. The outside guy ran just a little vertical. The outside guy ran a quick little five and out. That time, man, had the guy covered when he turned around to the quarterback. Quarterback threw right by his right by his face into the inside receiver to pick up that first down. So if he could have just stayed with him just a, a couple split seconds longer, he probably would have had a good interception. But it will be a completion and another first down for the Jaguars. First down and ten. Hand off to the first man through defense right in the middle, collapsing quickly. Not much to go there. Maybe two yards on the play. We'll call it second down and eight. Looks like old Casey Liamidi came down and cleared that one out of the way. Looks like Justice came in, helped him out a little bit too. Making a good stop there on first. It's going to pick up about two yards. Going to set up a second and eight. Ball on the 11-yard line. Jaguars driving left to right. Opening quarter, three minutes left to go. With Jaguars leading 10-0 to zero over the Wildcats. Shotgun formation. Low snap, ball on the carpet. Pressure coming up. Ball still on the ground, and the Wildcats get a gift back. That's, you know, tonight they've had trouble with the snap. 
that time, big number 53, Kamik Lumetti, was able to fall on the ball, and the Wildcats catch a big break there, dude. You're right. That's about the third or fourth snap that's been on the ground. He's been able to uh, the previous three. That time, I think that was just a little bit lower, gave him a little short hop. He, uh, he had it for just about a half a second, and it popped out of, again, like you said, number, big number 53 coming in and jumping on that ball. Let's see if the, uh, the Wildcats can come back and answer with something right here. Looks like number 12 is, uh, yeah, number 12 Sam coming Allen. in. Sam Allen coming in the quarterback. So, Gabe Sam will be over there on the sideline trying to see. He's over there throwing the ball. So, Sam Allen also the safety. Alec Brown looks like some movement there. Luckily, we didn't get a penalty. Hand off to Brown. Coming on the left side, Brown is going to bring it out over the 20 to the 21, but we got lucky we didn't get a flag there. One of our wide receivers kind of stepped forward. Alec Brown kind of leaned forward. Yeah, it looked like there was some confusion. Guys were looking in at Allen trying to see if he could pick up the play call. And like you said, they were kind of both moving at the same time. Luckily, we were able to get set and run that play. Gage Lamb putting his helmet back on. And again, just kind of warming up here on the sideline. Looks to be okay. And now he's going to go over to the coaching staff, and I believe he's going to be able to come in. Second down and eight for the Wildcats. Allen hands off to the running back. Quickly, a conversion is the uh, Jaguar defense. No gain on the play. We'll call it third down and uh, eight. If you look at the line of scrimmage there, Mike, I think we had about three or four white jerseys on our side of the line. Not, not, some, not very good uh, protection right there. We got some good defensive penetration there by the Jaguars, so that'll set up a third and long. Looks like Allen will still remain in the game. As number 82, Jackson Lanham brings in the play call. Gage Lamb went over to uh, by the coaching staff, and I think he's maybe just going to give him the series off. And uh, he looks to be okay, standing right there by the coaching staff. Shotgun formation, trips mid to the right side, single one out to the left. Allen looking, left-handed to quarterback, and he's going to try to hit his wide receiver, number one, John Gaddis, but it's going to be incomplete. It'll bring up a uh, punting situation for the Wildcats. And you see number eight, Gage Lamb coming in. Is he your punter as well? Yep. He's doing all the kicking duties. It looked like Sam had a man right there. Gaddis ran a little out, out right there, and he had a man. Just kind of threw that ball a little bit off balance, and the ball fell a little bit short. But he did have a man right there at the stick. If the ball would have been completed, it would have been a first down, but just uh, just a little bit low on that throw. Climbing formation for the Wildcats. Lamb stands inside his 15, trying to get that end-over-end kick, and, boy, it hits a, hits a player and bounces right into the hands of the Jaguars. Not the punt you want from your special teams. Again, special teams struggling here early on. Got about a five-yard punt, Coach? Something like that. Yeah, 12-yard punt. When he kicked it, I, I believe it actually hit one of our offensive linemen in the back of the head. That's why it didn't go anywhere. It was a real low-line drive. It didn't... And landed right in the hands of a Jaguar. Yeah. So, you know, we hope to get to get a bounce out of that. But tell you what, it's going – Everything's going right for the Jaguars tonight. One minute, 20 seconds. We'll have to go here in the opening quarter. Jaguars again. Great field position. They've camped out on the Wildcat side of the field tonight. They uh, start this drive on the 33-yard line. Pouncing. Takes a handoff coming around the right side. Hit, and uh, he's going to get no gain on the play. We'll call it the second down with 10. That time, look like number 10. Is it number 10? Nope. It's 10 or 40. I can't see the number, really. I think it might have been number 40. Jabari Aiken was set up in the backfield. Looks like number 15, Dylan Pouncey, is in a quarterback right now, Mike. Oh, he's gone. So wide receiver moving to quarterback, and then they brought in, I believe it is number 40, correct? Chris Fredson? Yeah, yeah, it is 40. Yeah. 
Twin split up top. Single wide out to the near side. Quarterback rolling him. Now fakes the handoff to number 40. Quarterback keep it going on the near side. Hit. Bounces off. Going to the right side. Gets number 15. Pouncey. With a nice run there for the uh, Jaguars. You know, Mike, I might, I might have been mistaken in the pregame. I might be pouncing this kid in the offense because <laughs> that kid's got some wheels right there. Coming in and playing quarterback, I noticed because he still got buff gloves on his hand, so that's why I noticed that he was in playing quarterback at the moment. But that time he had a little play fake to the left side. Like, you, you thought that he had uh, the hand and the ball off right there. It was a really good play fake. Just cut it back up to the right side. There was nobody over there. So came up and picked up about 12, 13, 14 yards for a first down. Pouncy now moves over to the uh, running back spot, and I believe Hernandez, uh, sorry, Guerra now comes back in at quarterback. Guerra hands out to Pouncy. Pouncy going on the left side, trying to get away from the running back, and he does. Breaks the tackle, and uh, he's going to get inside the 10-yard line to about the 7. Again, just as you can see the strength of Pouncy to break through that tackle. That linebacker had him wrapped up and was able to break through. Just shut it straight through, Mike. That time he went off the left side, and looked like the player was going to be stopped in his tracks, and so he said, you know, he kind of slipped off, broke that tackle by inside linebacker and picked up about nine yards. It's going to come into the, the first quarter over here, Mike. It is. We played 12 minutes from Phil down at her field. Jaguars 10, Cal Allen 0. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. One minute, please. One minute. Not the first 12 minutes that we wanted, but 12 minutes away. Thirty seconds. Five seconds. All right, twelve minutes are in the books. We've seen uh, we've switched into the field. Jaguars now to our left hand side. They are uh, driving towards the uh, scoreboard side of the field. Shotgun formation. Twin splits to the right side. Running back Pouncey splits to the right. Handoff Pouncey going upfield. Pouncey gets hit. Inside the five, down to the two-yard line. Kind of a taste of their own medicine there, Mike. You know, that play, that's the only thing they've been really running this drive. It's a, uh, it's just a, I think it's a guard or a tackle pulling over here to the left side. It's just one man leading the way. And uh, just, just giving the ball to their moneymaker right now, number 15, Dylan Pouncey. That time, they uh, made about six yards, going to bring the ball down to the two-yard line. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the same play here. Yeah, that's shotgun formation. Pouncey stands to the right. Rodriguez stands to his left. Snap on the way, low snap. Hand off to the left side. It's going to be driving his legs into the end zone. Another six points for the Jaguars. 16-0 with a point after coming up. That was Alex Rodriguez, I believe it was. It's number 12. Jacob. 21. 21, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. 
Numbers are hard to read. That's the only bad thing. These uni- new style uniforms are very nice, but very difficult to read these numbers. Point after coming up. 19, Zach Elder will come in for the point after. See if he doesn't hit the scoreboard here. Snap on the way. Nice snap. Kick. This one. High. Right through the uprights. In 11 minutes, 25 seconds left to go before the half. Jaguars 17, Wildcats 0. We'll be back on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. Yes, sir. Do you have uh, the screen scores coming in? Yeah, there's a few here. Okay, I'll send it to you here shortly. All right. How much I drink is? Thirty seconds. Fifteen seconds. Five seconds. Elder tees it up at the 40-yard line. Jaguars have had the short end of the field tonight. They have capitalized with 17 points on the board. Elder will tee it up. 40-yard line. Wildcats two in deep for the uh, Special teams, high, deep kick. This one is going to be returned. It's going to be picked up at the two-yard line. Going left is number 32, cuts it upfield. Tries to cut across the grain. Had a, had a seam on the left side, Duke, and decided to try to cut it right back into the defense. And uh, he's going to get hit inside the 15-yard line. Trying to see who that is. Is that uh, 22, maybe? Number 32. Number 32. Garza right there. Like you said, Looks like he had some running room over there on the left side, just decided to cut it up. going to get a stop in his tracks right there at the 14-yard line. But, man, they quickly had some room over there to the left side. So, again, Mike, special team thunder, you know. 11-18, yep. left to go before the half. Gage Lamb comes back on the field for the Wildcats. First down and 10. He'll start this drive on the 14-yard line. Two tight end set. And off. Brown trying to come on the right side. Brown will take it out over the 20. About a five, six yard gain. We'll call it second down and four. It's a pretty good movement right there by the right side of the line. Carson Tiggs, Shane Gentry getting in there and wanting their guys down, along with uh, number 24 right there, Reese Gill, or Race Gill, sorry, uh, coming in and moving the pile right there. Going to get a pick us, pick us up a good five yards out first down. I'd like to thank our Golden Boosters for helping us out. HEB, how about Security Storage, CCRV, Hype Brothers, BAD, Hope Production? along with Baytech and Robinson. Wildcats coming over to the right side. Again, nice run by number 40, Alec Brown, and Brown will pick up about eight yards on the play. It'll be enough to move the chains. That may be our first first down of the, of the night. Yeah. And the good thing to see is we haven't gone backwards on the drive. So, again, nice job there. Maybe trying to get some momentum here before the half. Kind of uh, giving them a face of medicine right there. Came back and ran the exact same play two times in a row that time. Picked up another six yards and get it first down. 
Cage Lamb under center. Looks like the quarterback keeper. He's going to lunge right up the middle, and he's going to pick up. Nice little game. We'll give him four yards in the play. We'll call it second down and six. See our quarterback keep right there to the right side. Gage did a pretty good job getting his head down and, and just uh, lowering his shoulder and moving that pile for about four yards. Five, looks like he didn't give us five yards on that, Mike. Alcant's driving left to right. Two tight end set. Alex Brown in the backfield. Handoff. To the left side. Foul on the ground. Looks like they're going to save the rebound or they're going to give it to the Jaguars. I believe they're going to give it to the Jaguars. Looks like he hit the carpet when the ball came loose, but second fumble of the night for the Wildcats and a big gift again for the Jaguars. That time, Lawton Moeller had some pretty good running room over there to the left side, tried to sidestep a guy, and the defender just put his helmet right there on the ball. It might have been moving a little bit before he hit the ground. Like I, I, it, was, it was bang, bang. You know, it looked like it was, he might have been down right there, but it may have been moving right before he got, got to the carpet and it just came out right there toward the end. So that will be a turnover again for the Wildcats. going to set up the Jaguars inside the Carolina 40-yard line, about the uh, 37-yard line. Shotgun formation. Guerra looking, looking for his wideout, stepping up in the pocket. Got plenty of time. He's going to step up field, make some move, and he's going to pick up about seven yards in the play after it looked like the pressure was going to get to him. Nice coverage downfield by the U.S. secondary for the Wildcats. Pretty good coverage, like you said, but, you know, you would like, uh, like to see that guy get him, get him down after that good coverage. He still picked up about eight yards, going to set us up with a second and eight. Looks like. The cat's got a man down. I believe that is. It looks like that's Kenichi, number 53. Yeah. As the training staff comes out to take a look at the uh, young man, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with our Rabelais INU scoreboard. Wildcats trailing 17 to 0 to the Jaguars. We'll be back on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. 30 seconds. Can you do 30? All right. Just stay with me. 30 seconds because uh, he's on the ground, but I want to make sure that he doesn't pop up here. All right, 15 seconds. Ten seconds. Five seconds. All right, looks like Kanisi was able to come off the field on his own power, so that's a good sign, but it's going to bring up second down and three for the Jaguars. Caught flowing, nine minutes to go here in the half. Shotgun formation, fake to Pouncey, a little screen pass. Actually, that is Pouncey on the reception. He's going to pick up the first down, lead it three, and they get five. Little screen pass right there to the right side where you called him, Mike. Uh, John Gattis did a pretty good job coming in. He uh, showed a blitz where he came, kind of came off that blitz and uh, made a made a good made a good play right there on that running back. We think he had some room, but uh, was able to uh, secure that tackle. Eight minutes, forty-five seconds. Jaguars trying to add to their lead. Wildcat defense trying to keep him out of the end zone. Low snap. Quarterback looking down for him, looking for his tight end, and he has him inside the 10. Ball loose on the ground. Wildcats pick it up. Number one, John Gaddis will pick it up, and the Wildcats will have a gift. 
The tight end made a nice catch, took a hit, ball came on the carpet. Number one, John Gaddis recovered it, and uh, he gets a, a little return on the play. We'll bring it out to about the eight-yard line. He had a couple of blockers in front of him, Duke. Just a uh, nice play there by the uh, Jaguars to keep the uh, the return minimal. I think it was the outside receiver right there. He was going deep. Into, he was actually standing in the end zone when that ball was uh, was fumbled. He was able to come back behind Gaddis because, like you said, he had a couple of blockers out in front of him. He just was able to, to come up behind him. And I don't think Gaddis ever saw him. He was able to chip him up. So, it looked like he had a little return going. But good job coming up and making that tackle by the defender. Handoff. Brown, trying the left side. Brown, lunging forward, picks up about four yards in the play. It'll be a second down and six. So a little power play right there on the left side. Had a, had a pretty good hole right there. Going to pick up about five or six again. You know, uh, it's tough, Mike. You know, it's our top offense that we're winning right now. It's, it's three yards and a cloud of dust. We're trying to make up some make up some points right here, down 17 to nothing with eight minutes to go here in the half. So let's see if the, uh, the Cavs try to air it out a little bit. Seven minutes, 55 seconds. Check in here shortly with our scoreboard. Ryan Katana back in the studio trying to find some scores for you. Handoff, left side, running back, picks up the first down, cut it back into the middle. Is that uh, number 13, I believe it's in the, that is Lawton Moeller on the carry for the Wildcat out to the 21-yard line. First time we're showing that, to, that tonight, Mike, we motioned to the left side, had a uh, little pitch play to the right, and ran it back up underneath to the left. Had a pretty good hole right there, a little trap play. Was able to uh, pick up that first down. So that'll set us up just outside the 20-yard line. Rodgers checks in at the Z-back. Motions across the line of scrimmage. Toss sweep, Brown coming around the uh, rear side, trying to get some running room. And, again, nice job by the defender just to kind of submarine. Take out Brown after a, uh, about a five-yard gain again. I believe that's number nine on the tackle for the uh, Jaguars. That's uh, Derek Morton coming up from the uh, strong safety spot to make the tackle for the Jaguars. We talked about it in the pregame, Mike. They have very good defensive team speed, offensive team speed. they got some playmakers out there on the offensive side. and You know, it's, it's, it almost reminds me of the, the Cedar Park game last year. We had, we had holes, and they would just close up real quick with that uh, – that defensive speed coming up, and they're making sure tackles. So. It doesn't look like there's one player on the defensive side that weighs more than 220, dude. Yeah. Not very big, but they're very quick. Handoff, Alec Brown, left side. Again, there was pressure in the backfield. There was some penetration, but Brown able to avoid that uh, defender. Picks up a minimal gain, maybe a couple of yards in the play. It'll be third down and one. Yeah, they're coming out with a 40 defense. That meaning they got four down linemen. They got uh, two linebackers in there, and then they're shifting one linebacker with our motion. So they got a bunch of bodies down there. And like you said, they're kind of just not very big. They're just they're real shifty, real quick off the ball, and they've been getting penetration all night. You know, compared to the front line that we have, uh, these guys look almost like, you know, linebackers. Handoff, Brown, right side. Brown runs it forward out to the 35. It's going to be enough for the first down. Picked up six yards in the play. We're hoping that just Brown could break through that, you know, that, in, that first phase of the defensive line, you know, that front seven. He's got some room to run. But, uh, again, that uh, front seven for the uh, Jaguars doing a nice job. Five minutes, 37 seconds left. Boy, here in the half. Jaguars leading 17 to zero. Both teams have fumbled the ball twice here in this first half. Gage Lamb under center for the Wildcats. 
early in the game. He uh, took a shot, bobbled the ball, but he uh, able to come back in. Top sweep, Brown. Right side, Brown again. Lunging forward. Again, looks like he had a nice little hole there, Duke, but it closes up in a hurry. He gets about a six-yard gain on the play before number uh, number 10. It looks like another one of the safeties coming up to make the uh, tackle. Yeah, number 10, LG Moore is coming in and making that tackle, but like you said, Mike, there's, there's a hole right there. It's wide open, and then it just closes up real, real quick. they got excellent defensive team speed. Wildcats at the 42-yard line. Second down, we'll call it over three yards. We'll call it a long three. Brown has been the workhorse tonight. Brown lunging forward, spinning, and uh, Brown, nice second effort to spin around and lunge forward. He's going to keep it enough to move the chains, and they do. Referee kind of stops the clock. Chains will move. Another first down for the Wildcats. I don't know if you've seen the, the uh, substitutes that's happening here, Duke, on defense. They're keeping their players fresh. Again, when you've got 3,000 students, you know, you got a nice, uh, you know, yeah. student body to pick from, and you just got so many players that are able to come in and out the field and keep them, keep them fresh. Yeah, and it's not like they're bringing in, you know, like a second-string type of guy. It's basically the same body type coming in behind them. But... Gage Lamb, quarterback keeper. Gage Lamb needed – uh, picked up about 11 yards on the play. It's going to be a first down for the Wildcats. Nice run there by Gabe Slam. Best run of the night for the Wildcats. Pretty good hole right to the left side. That time we motioned to the to the near side, ran it back to the left side to that weak side because, like I was saying, they kind of got those those uh, those four down linemen. They're all shifting with that motion. That time we ran to the back side, had a pretty big hole, and ended up picking up about 15 yards. So good play there on first down or second and short. Sorry. First time that the Wildcats have been on the back wide side of the field tonight. Off sweep. Alec Brown coming on the right side. Alec inside the 40. He's going to get to the 37-yard line. Looks like Beach may have been stepped on or something by one of his linemen, but he did a nice job as he was falling. Still had the presence of mind to toss it to Brown, and Brown picks up about five yards in the play. He was lucky to get that one out of there, Mike. That time we uh, we went to the backside once again. That's the only bad part about going to the backside. You just got to break one tackle. That time we weren't able to break that tackle. After about five yards, that uh, when you go to the back side like that, they're going to have an extra man uh, deep in the secondary. We just got to go one-on-one with that safety and hopefully break that tackle on that time we weren't able to. Lamb, under center. Makes a toss sweep, handoff over to the right side. I believe that's Moeller. Moeller, number 13, will come up uh, to the 31-yard line. He'll have enough for the first down. But the Wildcats have a little something going here. Let's see if we can put it in the end zone, cut this uh, lead down to, you know, make it uh, – a game here going into halftime. It's about three plays in a row, Mike, that we're one broken tackle away from going to the house. We've got just a one-on-one play right there, and they've been coming up and making sure tackles. If we could just, you know, break one tackle, we'd be going to the house because they only got one guy left over there, but we haven't been able to just yet. Two tight ends set. Wildcats. Take the hand off the ground. Gage Lamb trying to find a seam. Lamb lunging forward to about the 26-yard line. So, again, about another five-yard game on the play, dude. You know, you keep doing that, you'll find the end zone. Yeah, I'll take five yards to play any day. You know, we're uh, just going right at them right now. We're not we're not getting tricky or anything. We're just uh, lining up and going straight at them. It's been successful for us this drive. And, uh, you know, as long as we can keep away from those penalties and, and uh, you know, keep that. We've been having some, some, some penetration right over the right over the ball. If we can get that get that out of the way, you know, we'll be, we'll be set. Down under two minutes now, Mike. We've got to score in a hurry. One minute, 45 seconds. 
Bam, hands off to Brown. Brown going on the left side. Brown lunging forward, and he's going to be close to a first down. Fisher's stopping the clock, so uh, that one, again, will move the chains. But 136. Wildcats, I believe, still have all three timeouts, but, again, you're really going to have to get this going. Keep sitting the play in from the, from the uh, timeline. And that's going to take off about 10, 15 seconds off the clock. Yeah, when did we get the ball? We had about six minutes left, I think. It took over at 826. 826, yeah. so we're taking this, taking this down the field five yards at a time. So. Timeout taken by the Jaguars. They'll take a timeout. We'll take one with them. 114 left to go in the half. Jaguars, 17. I'll can't do it. We'll be back on 1400 KUNO. Clear. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. When we come back, uh, we'll see where they're at. If they still have some time, we'll do a quick uh, scoreboard. All right, sounds good. Fifteen seconds. As soon as I come back, I'm going to send it to you, Brian. Give me about a fifteen-second scoreboard. Fifteen, twenty seconds, I'll give you. All right. Time out on the field, 114 left to go as the teams talk about it on the sideline. We're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais IME scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? Well, Mike, right now the Alice Coyotes are in their second quarter with the HM King Brahmas. The Coyotes are leading the Brahmas 27-3. And also in the second quarter, the Ray Texans are leading the Carroll Tigers 14-0. The King Mustangs right now are leading the Miller Buccaneers 28-6. They also are in their second quarter. And still in the first quarter, the Toloso Midway Warriors are leading the Robstown Cotton Pickers 6-0. to zero. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Catano on our Rabelais IME scoreboard. Wildcats leading 17-0 over the Jaguars. Jaguars trying to hold the defense. Lamb coming around the right side. A little bit of confusion in the backfield. Lamb needs to get out of bounds, and instead he'll be tackled at the 22-yard line, and the clock will keep rolling. Yeah, not a heavy play right there. He's right there on the sideline. All he had to do was just stick that ball over the over the end of, or over the that out of bounds marker right there, and he just try to cut it back up, and then we're going to have to waste the time out here with a minute and four seconds to go here in the first half. do that, we will try to check in with our district, try to get you some other scores. I'd like to thank our uh, producer, Brian Catana, for helping us out. Victoria East uh, taking on Florida Bluff tonight. Victoria East leading that game 21-14. to Far San Juan Alamo taking on Veterans Memorial High School. Uh, Far San Juan Alamo leading that one 11-10. to uh, Moody High School taking on San Antonio Burbank. Moody leading that game 13-7. to uh, Ray Texans taking on the Carroll uh, Tigers. I think uh, Brian gave us that score, 14-0. to Ray over Carroll. Alice taking on uh, H.M. King. Alice all over that one. Some of the scores coming in from our area on our Rabelais IE scoreboard. Third down, I'm sorry, second down and 11. It's kind of a busted play there, Duke. Looked like uh, there was some confusion in the backfield and just never really developed, and the timing would just seemed to be a little bit off. Yeah, it's going to set us up with a second and long. That time looked like we were trying to fake to the left side and kind of just right, run like a little, little naked boot over here to the right side. And like you said, it was kind of some confusion. Had some guys standing around a little bit. That'll set us up with a second and long. Wildcats overload. Looking. Look at this tight end. There's the man open. Looking downfield. Now goes to the corner of the end zone. And he's going to overthrow his receiver. He had two men open on that route, Duke. He just never really set his feet. 
Oh, he got a little anxious and just didn't take his time. Yeah, he, that time he could have stayed in the pocket right there and kind of helped out our, our, offensive, pack, our offensive guard pulling over to help for him, but he kind of just went around the left side, and that, that time he had two guys going wide open. I believe Watton Miller was one that he ended up throwing to at the end. I think Broughton might have been the other one running over the middle of the field wide open. We just weren't able to connect right there, so it's going to set us up with a, uh, a second or a third and long here. Two, uh, two down territory. Yeah. You, know, you don't have your kicker at this point, so field goal really does you no good. And now you got some illegal substitution. Those are just mental breakdowns, Duke. I mean, those are things that, you know, you're in week two of the season, and Danaher's when they wanted to talk to the referee about it, but, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't have those little things happening. It's going to cost you the five yards. You're already looking at a third down and 11, and now it's going to take it to a third down and 16. Yeah, he's fighting his case over there, but that looked pretty blatant to me. Number 82, Jackson Lanham, just coming out of the out of the huddle straight to the sideline. So they're going to call that every time. It's going to back us up again. So we're going to be about a third and 16 now. Danaher not happy with the call, but, you know, you players coming off the field very late. Gaddis motions across the line of scrimmage. Pressure coming backside. Lamb able to spin away, looking downfield, trying to get around the outside. Lamb, look at that one-handed tackle. Had to get away from that one man. Had plenty of green grass in front of him, but you got to give that young man credit for making a heck of a play on that defensive play by the uh, I believe that was number eight, Cole Jacobson, that middle linebacker. He's just like you said, he had one man to beat, and he had some some open area over there to run. He probably could have got the, the first down even if he gets around him that time. It's a one-handed, one-handed tackle, grabbed the, grabbed the back of his jersey and was able to pull him down. It's a, it's a great individual effort right there by <clears throat> by Jack Jacobson right there. So it's going to set us up with a fourth and long. Got about got 42 seconds left on the clock here in the first half. Our halftime show coming up, MC Welding and Fabrication. We'll get you some stats from the first half. A lot to come here. Sub-varsity report, shotgun formation. Age Lamb looking, looking downfield. Flag comes out. Now he's just going to throw it downfield. Nobody there, and it's going to go out of bounds. It's going to be a holding for the uh, – against the Wildcats. It will be declined, and the Jaguars will take over with 32 seconds. Dookie had a heck of a drive going there, and it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, you know, we tried to switch the uh... – Switch the formation up a little bit. We were coming with the power right there, and it just it was taking too long. You know, we were only getting five yards of pop, and like you said, we started with the with the ball with about eight. What was it? Eight twenty six. Eight twenty six, and we were down under a minute. You know, we just had to we had to change it up a little bit. And as soon as we switched the, the offensive personnel, it kind of just just didn't sink, and uh, looked like some people were going the wrong direction. And we had we had one play that was that was open there for a second. We just weren't able to hit it, so. You know, it, just, it, didn't, it didn't suit very well with that, that new offensive uh, offensive personnel. All on 24-yard line. This is the uh, taking the knee for the Jaguars. And flag comes out. Just got a text, Mike, from one of our listeners in Las Vegas. Hey, there you go. Callaway alumni Randy Pollard out there listening to us tonight. You're saying you're listening in. All right, Randy, thank you much. Thanks for tuning us in on a Friday night. Hello, Randy. Yep. Randy, thanks for joining the uh, thanks for joining the broadcast. I'm surprised how many people listen. We used to get emails from Afghanistan. We've got people in Costa Rica, Canada. The Helsher family would listen in from Canada back in uh, back in your time. The Haynes would listen in from Costa Rica. We have listeners everywhere. I remember Albert Hernandez 
his family would listen in from Japan to our broadcast. So, man, it's pretty awesome to be uh, be able to be uh, not only bring the broadcast to the community, our alumni, and so many people tuning us in on a Friday night. Thanks for being with us. Taking time out of your Friday night. The Wildcats will head into the uh, locker room. The second quarter has uh, expired. We've played 24 minutes from Phil Danaher Field. Carolina Wildcats trailing. San Antonio Johnson leading 17 to 0 over the Carolina Wildcats. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 AUNO. Clear. Two minutes. Two minutes. All right. And just so you know, we're right on track with the breaks. All right, cool. Thank you. How about that? Thirty seconds. Ten seconds. Five seconds. How you doing, Brian? Uh, I got less than five right here. Oh, man, perfect timing. All right, welcome back to our MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. San Antonio Johnson leading 17-0 over the Wildcats. Uh, we'll give you a quick recap of the first half. The Jaguars took the opening kickoff, got a nice return, took it all the way down to the 37-yard line of the Wildcats. And it didn't take long for them to find the the, uh, the end zone. They uh, ended up getting a 40 yard field goal with 8:24. Take a 3-0 lead with 8:24 in the opening quarter. On soon kickoff, Wildcats no return. Ball gets kicked through the in, the uh, back end of the end zone. They take over at the 25 yard line. Wildcats unable to get anything going. They're forced to punt. Jaguars take over on their own 43 yard line. Very next play, quarterback. Throws a pass to a four-wide receiver set on the opposite end of the field. It was a backward pass. The receiver is able to hit his receiver, number two, Will Hall, for a 43-yard touchdown pass. One play, 43 yards, and with 6.07, the point after was good. 
the Jaguars take a 10-0 lead. Next, uh, again, ensuing kickoff through the back of the end zone. Wildcats take over at the 25. And the Wildcats unable to get anything going. Gage Lamb tries to come around the left side. He gets hit. The ball comes loose, and the Jaguars recover on their own 33-yard line. Into the first quarter, switch into the field. Wasn't long before the Jaguars found the end zone. 11-25 before the half. They get a three-yard run by number 21, Alex Rodriguez. Going after again was good, making it 17-0. Wildcats had a nice drive going with 8-26. They were able to move it all the way down the field to about the 21 and just could not get it into the end zone. That's where we go in at halftime. Real quickly, I'd like to thank our listeners around the area. I'd like to thank Kevin Jennings for helping us out with our scoreboard as well. Let us know that uh, Rob Sam and Telosa Midway are playing tonight just right there. Kind of south of us, I guess. You can almost see the stadium lights here. And Robstown leading 7-6 to six over to us. And we again like to thank Kevin Jimmons for helping us out with our Rabelais Ine scoreboard. As uh, Coach Brotherton working hard to get the uh, stats together, we'll come back with the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show right here on 1400 KUNO. Clear. Two minutes, two minutes. Okay, two minutes. One minute. Thirty seconds. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, ten seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back to the NC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show as the San Antonio Johnson Band has taken the field. And, Ryan, they bought more props than uh, the drama team. I think their band is probably equivalent to our student body. It's a huge band on the field. See the type of performance they put on. But it is halftime here at Phil Danaher Field. Uh, Last week, Duke, it was like watching paint dry down in Mercedes. Tonight, it reminded me of my high school prom date. It's been ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly. 
we just can't get anything going. We've gone backwards. We've had penalties. We've had fumbles. Uh, you know, cutting back. I mean, again, from up here, it's easy to say, you know, taking the wrong cutback. We saw the special team had a nice wall set up to the outside, cut it back up to the middle. Made slam. Had that one play where you're trying to capitalize. You, you know, you've had him on the line of scrimmage. You try to pop that little play action play. You had Rodden going down the seam. He was open. And, you know, I think it was Muller on the left side. He was open, but he just didn't set his feet, overthrew him. Just not capitalizing. It's just not timing. The timing's not there. And, again, you know, it's evident by the scoreboard, 17-0. The Jaguars literally, I'll give you the start, and they started the opening drive on the 37-yard line after a special team's nice return by the special teams. Again, special teams, we talked about it. Didn't stay in their lane. Gave up the big return. Their next possession was at the 40-yard line, the 43-yard line. They've started at the 26-yard line, the 33-yard line. Their deepest possession of the evening was the last drive where they started on the, their own 24. All the other drives on the Wildcat side of, of the field. And on that own 24, the turnover on down. So, yes. I mean, they didn't, it's not like they did anything wrong. They just got the ball on 24. But like you're saying, you know, it's just been the second week in a row we've had special team this year. They, they let us return one. They, their kicker is just outstanding. And I he kicked that 41-yard field goal earlier, and then he comes back, and, you know, we actually get one that doesn't go in the end zone, and we get the ball we throw it about the six-yard line. We got a pretty good wall set up to our left side, and we only decided to cut it back up the middle right there, and we, we get uh, we get stopped at the 15. So it's just been mystery after mystery. Really, you know, we had two fumble tonight. The special teams hasn't played very well. The uh, that one punt that Jason Lamb had ended up putting our own offensive lineman went about 15 yards, so just a bunch of miscues. Uh, you know, special teams, there's three parts of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, and, you know, defense has been hanging in there pretty well. We gave up that one big pass play, but, you know, other than that, they haven't been too bad, and we just uh, we just haven't been able to get the ball rolling really on uh, on offense to our last drive, and then when we switch offensive personnel, try to throw the ball a little bit, it just uh, it didn't sink very well, and, you know, the, the, like you said, the scoreboard, the scoreboard shows that it's 17 nothing going to the uh, – the first half stats, you know, we, only, we have seven first downs, so there's seven first downs. Rushing yards, we have 111. Rushing yards for them, they got 60. Passing yards to that, we haven't completed a pass, we have zero yards. Uh, for for Johnson, they got 86 yards. That brings the total. Uh, on the first half, we got 111. Johnson with 146. Penalties, we've had five, only for 35 yards, but there's still five penalties to bring us back. They, uh, you know, when we're, when we're about to score right there, we kind of gave up. Gave us some things, had a, another uh, 12 minute in the huddle call. It's just it's another offensive miscue. So the five penalties for 35 yards is going to hurt us. Uh, rushing tonight, uh, Brown's been carrying the load, 14 carries for 66 yards. Lamb has seven carries for 26 yards. And then Mola with uh, three carries and 19 yards. So you look at that, and, uh, you know, it's, it's 14 carries for 66 yards. But we've had we've had holes there. They've just been closing up. And then when we do have the chance to, uh, you know, break a tackle in that one-on-one, and just uh, maybe coming in and making that tackle. So, uh, you know, offensively we gotta we got to make our own breaks. And then going into passing, Allen is 0-for-1 when he came in uh, to spell Lamb for a little bit, and Lamb's 0-for-2 tonight. Garrett on their side is 4-for-5 for 43 yards. And then it looks like Teplitz is the uh, wide receiver that ended up throwing that, that double pass right there. He's 1-on-1 for 43 yards and a touchdown. Receiving for Johnson. Uh, Hall's got 2-for-50 for a touchdown. Goff has one for 21, and Pouncey has been the uh, the man tonight for Johnson. He's, he's got two catches for 15 yards. Um, looking back at the rushing yards, sorry, I forgot to, to say that. Rodriguez has seven for 26 with a touchdown, and Pouncey has five for 34 with a touchdown. We've, uh, 
we've held the ball for, for 14 minutes and 46 seconds. We just had nothing to show for on the offensive side. Again, that's the short end of the field. They're, they're getting the ball at the 37 to 40 yard line. They're capitalizing quickly, you know. Again, real quickly, we want to apologize to the folks over in Wood River, the Brunswick area, Orange Grove. The sound you're hearing is not, it, it's not chaos. It's the band from San Antonio. They are extremely loud. They're huge. And it's just almost blown away. I mean, it's, it's amazing how big this band is. They're putting on a great show here for us at the Wildcat Stadium, Phil Banner Field on a Friday night. You're listening to the NC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll come back. We have our sub-varsity report. Uh, we'll see if Coach Brotherton has a top team from around the state. Uh, we've got a lot coming to you right here in the Phil Banner Field Halftime Report, brought to you by NC Welding and Fabrication. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. Go and give us two minutes here, two minutes, and we'll bring you back. With, uh, we'll check in with you real quickly on the Rabelais IMA scoreboard, and then I'm going to turn it over to the coaching staff real quickly for the top team, and we'll do the sub-varsity report. We've still got about 17 minutes here at the uh, Phil Banner Field. All right. So you got more scores coming in? Yes. What's, do you mind me asking what site do you use? Are you using the Caller caller Times? Yeah, I'm using Caller.com. Okay. Oh, man. Glad we got something to drink. Oh, man. I'm going to say hello to my granddaughters, too. Her birthday was yesterday, so you... One minute. How old is Maddie now? Uh, she's in eighth grade, so she's about to be 14. It's crazy. Getting old, better getting old. Yeah. My niece, the other one, she just turned 10 or 11 on the 30th. You know, not my guess. <laughs> Nyla just turned two, man. How much time we got, Brian? 30 seconds. Look at that logo. Have you ever seen a logo like that? Yeah, it's on the side of the, the 18 wheeler thing I got, too. No, that's it. I thought. I know. The 18 wheeler that a Wildcat band has, is, that's I, on the side of it, too. I didn't even know we had an 18 wheeler. Oh, yeah. I saw their 18 wheeler across the street. Yeah. How much time we got, Brian? 15 seconds. That's a nice logo. I just I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's a Kansas State one, though, right? <laughs> it looks kind of like it. I don't think it's, it's close to it, but I don't think it's the same Five one. seconds. Pretty sharp looking. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the NC Weldies and Fabrication Halftime Show. Mike Grill alongside Coach Ryan Duke. Our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton. Our producer is Brian Catano. Real quickly, want to say, uh, give a very special hello to my granddaughters and my grandson, uh, Aaliyah Faith, Nyla Grace, and Jacoby Carter. Very happy birthday to Nyla Grace. Just turned two years old on September 1st, and I know you mentioned that you had a birthday as well in the family. So Mia yeah. Flo has turned, uh, I think, 10 or 11 right there on the uh, on the 30th. Yeah. Last one. Well, so. There you go. Happy birthday, girls. Thanks for being a part of the broadcast, Sarah, letting us know that they're 2 or 10 uh, on a Friday night. Thanks for being a part of the broadcast. We just mentioned Randy listening in from Las Vegas. we got listeners from all around the state, all around the country. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. Right, we're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katona, on our Rabelais IE school board. Brian, what do you got for us? Uh, right now, Mike, the Woodsboro Eagles and the Skidmore Tie-In Bobcats are in their second quarter. The Eagles are trailing the Bobcats 7-18. to 18. And right now, the 
West Oso Bears and the Taft Greyhounds are at halftime. The West Oso Bears are leading the the Greyhounds 14 to 7. And uh looks like the Toloso Midway Warriors are still in their first quarter with the Robstown Cotton Pickers. The Cotton Pickers have yet to score and the Warriors are up to 6 right now. At halftime, the Sinton Pirates are leading the Rockport Fulton Pirates 28 to 0. And in the second quarter, the Refugio Bobcats are trailing the Goliad Tigers 7-13. to Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Katana on our Rabelais IME scoreboard. We have uh, the Wildcats trailing San Antonio Johnson 17-0. As we're bringing our sub-varsity report, top 10 from around the state. Coach Bolton has the, uh, the uh, iPad keyed up. We'll get you some other scores from around the state. I'm going to turn it over to the guys. Coach Duke, let's talk a little bit about our sub-varsity report. All right, so varsity cut this course to pass along. Our JV went over to uh, the Veterans Memorial High School. They ended up winning 36 to 13. My uh, my freshman teams. We had two games this week. The uh, first time the B team got to be, get out there and uh, and play a little bit. Ended up in a eight to eight tie. It was uh, eight to nothing going into that to that fourth quarter, and they gave up a score late right there. Then they, they ended up getting that two point conversion to tie it up. Actually, had a chance to win the game there at the end. I think we had the ball around the 25 yard line. Tried to throw a a last-second Hail Mary pass, they ended up getting intercepted. But, uh, you know, great effort by those guys getting out on the on the field and getting able to play. Um, ended up, like, with that, like I said, with that 8-8 eight to eight tie. Our, uh, our A team came back right after that, uh, played, played Memorial as well. Um, ended up winning 30-7. to seven. Had a, a lot of lot of great individual efforts. Last week was a, a little slow start for us. We ended up winning 14-8 to eight last week. Could have been a lot more, but we uh, hurt ourselves with a couple of penalties. This week, uh, we cut down the penalties a lot. I think we only had maybe one penalty the entire day, and it was on a it was on a hit screen to our, our, our inside receiver. His name is uh, Ralph Hernandez. Ended up going to his left, was almost out of bounds on the left side, cut it back all the way to the right, ended up scoring. It was about a about a 45-yard run that got called back to a block in the back. It was it was a tough play. We had, we had the guy blocked the entire time, and he kind of turned his back when Ralph turned his back, and our guy would just – Locked on Brock, and they got us for a block in the back, so that brought us back. But uh, Ralph had a great game. He ended up scoring again uh, there toward the end for a score. Uh, I believe Hickman actually had one called back. Uh, we had, I, I think it was a, a, a cut block or something like that they called us on. So we, had, we ended up having two scores for the second week in a row called back, but we did end up putting 30 on him. I believe uh, Charlie Hill came in and, and got a got a late score for us. Uh, Hickman got a couple two-point conversions for us. And then, uh, again, Riggs Barrett was doing uh, much of the heavy lifting, came in and, and got another score for us to get us that 30-7 victory. Defense, you know, played well. Gave up a, uh, a touchdown, I, I believe it was early in the second quarter. It was a little uh, little jailbreak screen. And we had one guy, to, one guy to make the tackle, and he just slipped the tackle from us away and, you know, uh, just gave up that one score. So, the past two weeks, we've only given up one touchdown a game, so we'll take it. I know Coach Savinich, is, he's been preaching he wants to put up zeros the entire year, but, you know, if we, uh, we come out and put 30 on him and only give up one, we'll, we'll take it. So it, it was a, a great individual effort. You know, a couple of our linemen, Marcus Weiser, had a really big week, uh, did a lot of a lot of good stuff for us over there on the left tackle side. Uh, uh, Luke Youngbud came in there, did some uh, did some good stuff for us. So a bunch of good individual effort. We're carrying 18 on that team, so everybody plays about just about everything. We had guys uh, switching from safety to corner, from corner to linebacker. We had people moving everywhere, uh, just filling in where they can with that uh, with that short staff we got going on. Everybody going both ways on kickoff, kickoff return, pump, pump return. They're in the game the entire time, so 
it's a great individual effort from each and every one of them, and we're uh, we're extremely pleased with the effort we gave this week. But uh, Mike, you got anything? Well, for us over at the uh, junior high, it's uh, we haven't started yet, of course. Uh, still waiting on our first game, which will actually be this uh, Tuesday coming up uh, against Fire Bluff. But you know, it's kind of like you said. We, we finally kind of started dividing up our teams, and, and at the seventh grade level right now, we're at uh, we're looking at our uh, our first team. I caring about eight teams, <laughs> eighteen to nineteen kids. That's it, and and yeah, you end up having them end up playing both ways, and and you know we've got several of them that are just yeah, put me in, put me in, put me in. And you got to have a little rest every now and then. You can't do everything, and. But uh, we're we're excited down there. I think both eighth grade and seventh grade are going to have real good groups this year. Uh, so we're we're patiently waiting that first game, and that'll happen Tuesday night again. The eighth grade will play here at home, four thirty, five thirty, and seven, and then uh, over in Flower Bluff, the seventh grade will be playing four thirty, five thirty, and seven as well over there. So how's the uh, how's the gym chat situation going? Is everything good? We, we have got that down. Now now we're on to the. Uh, uh, the shoulder pad buckles, trying to keep those things locked in. <laughs> <laughs> always a fun one over there. There's always something going on. There's always something wrong, you know. And uh, but it's good. We it, it, these kids uh, are drastically improving rather quickly, though, with what we're putting them through. And and so you know they're they're excited and they're ready to start their first game. And I'm really excited. I know I've got about six or seven of them on our A team in the seventh grade that we probably are. I don't know, maybe five feet at best and, and <laughs> uh, 120, 130. A couple of linemen are a little bit bigger for us, but there's like six or seven of the guys out there that will just knock your block off and and will just get up and say, good job, let's go again because I'm coming right back at you, you know. They're, they're, that was good. That was good. Definitely some spark plugs. We've, we've got uh, Mr. Beasley down there running back and, and – you know, I wish I had his numbers. He's he's probably a four ten at maybe eighty five pounds. The way I I don't even know if I can give him that much, really. Maybe in the seventies, but I I you know I speak highly of the prices. The prices have been around here forever, and uh, this kid may be better than the prices. Really, he is something to look forward to. He is a spark plug that just goes and doesn't know how to stop. He'll light somebody up. He's not afraid of the contact. So, we're yeah, we're excited. I'm ready to see him in the game and see how we well he does. So, not not a not a bad uh, thing to look forward to though with him. Yeah, but you got some uh, some district scores for us over here. I've got uh, we've got a lot of people in halftime right now. But uh, you got King over Miller right now at halftime, 35 to six. Uh, Victoria East 21 to 14 over Fire Bluff. Uh, Veterans Memorial, who's uh, in the second game, they're still leading. They're 17 to 11 at halftime over PSJ North, uh, Southwest. And then uh, you have Moody leading at half, 26 to 7 over Burbank. And then uh, Ray is uh, up at half against Carroll, 14 to 0. Alice is leading big, 33 to 3 over uh, HMT in Kingsville. And Felissa Midway here just shows uh, with two minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, taking the lead, they're up fourteen to seven over Robstown right now. So, everybody yeah, half. Huh? Yeah, everybody half. Looks like we got a the pride of Cal Allen, the walkout band out here on the uh, the football field doing their thing. Looks like Cal and the uh, the walkouts are coming back on the field to get some stretching in. Looks like the Jaguars are walking in the gate as well. So, 
We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the MC Roman Convocation Halftime Show. You're listening to 1400 KUNO, Cal Walkout Football. We'll be right back after this. Clear. Two minutes. All right, two minutes. One minute. Where's tons of fun at? Five seconds. And welcome back. Here on a Friday night, you are listening to the NC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. I'm Coach Ryan Duke, alongside Mike Guerrero, our statistician for tonight, Coach Mike Burton. I want to give a quick shout-out once again to Church Unlimited Northwest, out here on, uh, located on 15314 Northwest Boulevard, hooking us up with some some, uh, some briskets, some sausage. Uh, got us a good little spread up here tonight. I'd like to uh, thank you guys for helping us out. Looks like uh, both teams are back here on the field. Got about two minutes left here to go in the half, or to go in halftime. Um, Jaguars at 17 and nothing. Looks like uh, Calhoun's gonna have to do a little bit of some work here early. We will be getting the ball here in the second half with the third, the one to toss and the third in the beginning. So we will be getting the ball to start the second half. Both teams coming back on the field, looking like uh, Mike's making a, li- a late arrival, coming back into the back into the box. Might have been in uh, a couple extras over there on the, the barbecue plate, but. Uh, Mike, we've been waiting for you. 
we've been we've been killing time. We've been doing everything <laughs> that we can, trying to get yeah, the voice. Did you get the top ten? Trying to get the voice back on here. We went around some scores. I don't think we uh we pulled up the top ten just yet. We went around some district scores and let them uh, let them know all about our sub varsity reports. So. Good job. We can start getting a guest in here to help give us a break. We'll let yeah. Coach Bogutin interview our guest. Andy Sabo should, should come up here. She would she'd be, Man, she'd be, my, she'd be my, first, yeah. my first pick for sure. Tell her to come up here. <laughs> that one is, uh, is it the other one, Sonya Hill? <laughs> one of them. Gabe Lascano, what's the big guy's we got name? Some, we got some food up there, you know. Anything we can do. You got to love Channel 10, man. I got almost like a comedy broadcast. Looks like we're going we're to be receiving on the, the south end here, huh, Mike? Yep. How much time we got? We're on. Oh, man, we are on. <laughs> we are on. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in on the MC Roman Fabrication <laughs> Halftime Show. Primetime crew coming at you live. I'm Mike Grill. You had our uh, coaching staff bringing in the sub-varsity report. They uh, gave us scores from around the area. Coach Ryan Duke and Coach Mike Bogerton helping us out here on our halftime show. Wildcats will receive to the uh, south end zone to our right-hand side, kicking off for the uh, Jaguars will be number 19, Zach Elder. Uh, almost guaranteed he's going to put it through the back of the end zone. Wildcats have two men deep. Looks like we're going to bring in number 23, Austin Weishart, in for, uh, in for Forrest Chris. I know Chris will be out back there with him alongside of him, so looks like you're going to be in for Gaddis on this one. We are almost set. Here you go. Elder, high, end over end kick, booms into the back of the end zone. No return whatsoever. Kid's got a leg, Mike. Oh, he does. And you got to give him credit. I'm telling you, that 41 yarder, 40 yarder he kicked would have been good for 50, 55 yards easily. Easily. It's just amazing the, the, the leg strength. We, we talked about it. The wind's pulling five miles an hour, you know, before the game. It's not like he had a big. Back wind, you know, a 20 or 15, 20 mile an hour wind in his back. Wildcats will start this drive at the 25 yard line. Gage Lamb will bring the Wildcats onto the field, their opening drive of the third quarter. Wildcats have to get on the board here on this opening drive of the third quarter. We've seen him at three yards in a cloud of dust. Wildcats will spread him out, though. They'll bring a single wide out to each side. Shotgun formation. Gage Lamb takes a snap. Hands it off. Looks like uh, it's going to be number one, John Gaddis. Gaddis has some room. He's got the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. They're going to be pushing him out of bounds inside the 20, down to the 10-yard line. Nice play by number one, John Gaddis. Great play coming out of coming out of the first half right there. Looks like he came out in that little wide set right there. Had some, some extra blockers on the left side. Came in a little motion right there to Gaddis, and he did the rest right there, getting on the outside. Kind of, I think you picked up a pretty good block right here by number five, Forrest Chris. He was out here, uh, out here by himself with the lone receiver. Picked up a really good block on the corner. It looked like that. It's just went over there and gave him a huge high five and a little half hug right there for that, for that block. So, really good play right there. It was a uh, 54-yard uh, open and play there for the Cats. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Right at the uh, 11-yard line, they can pick up a first down on the one. First play for Alec Brown. Coming around the left side, Brown's going to get to about the five-yard line. So about a six-yard game on the play. A little different set right there for the Cats. Came out now. White said that we had two receivers on or one receiver on each side. Hand off Brown right there to the left, left side. It's basically the same play. But we will have 
a penalty marker on the field, Mike. By the reaction of the Cats here, it looks like it's going to be against us. And they will mark it off. Personal foul is going to be a chop block, Mike. Again, that's what you can't have. You can't drive the ball and then back yourself up 15 yards. So once again, another another miscue for the Cal on offense. Looks like Gaddis is going to come back onto the field. Came out that last play. Going to bring him back into the game here. Boris Chris, number five, will check out of the game. Jackson Lanham in at tight end. Go players coming in and checking in. Number five just came on the field. That's Forrest Chris. He's going to line up on the right side. Alec Brown. And again, another penalty play weren't set. Lamb takes a hit, keeps it on the left side, but uh, just didn't didn't set for one second, dude. It should be. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't blow it dead. And her asking for the uh, explanation from the uh, sideline judge. Yeah, they're going to get us for two men in motion just because they, Chris came off the field and then he came back on the field because we only had ten men. So he came up to the line of scrimmage. Was just about to get set. As soon as he started to put his hand down, looked like our, uh, our receiver went in motion. So he's going to have two men in motion. They're going to they're seeing if they're going to decline the penalty here or not. We picked up about six or seven on the play. I want to thank our buddy Kevin Jennings for helping us out, letting us know that Teloso Midway has now taken the lead over Roundtown, 14 to 13 in that matchup. They're in the third quarter. Another score coming in on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Why don't you remind everybody, we have an opening spot on our coach show. If you're interested in helping us out on this broadcast, let us know. Coach's show is the opening segment for the first 15 minutes where we sit down and talk with Coach Danner. We talk about the, uh, you know, the, the game for the night or the, you put the, you know, the opponent the previous week. That is available. If you want to be part of this show, again, this is the record-breaking year for Coach Danner. It needs seven to tie the record. Eight to break the record as the all-time winningest high school football coach. Another penalty. What do you got here, Mike? Get another legal procedure. Yeah, like another legal procedure. Ball start, and it just wasn't sad. It's a movement before the snap, and it's going to back you up another five yards. The yard to gain, the first pull is a one-yard line, Duke. And we are on the 31. It's frustrating to watch, Mike. You know, we come out, we have a huge play on first down. We got all the momentum going back, and then we just shoot ourselves in the foot two, three plays in a row here. So. The last two plays have resulted in a 15-yard illegal, or what was it, a chop block. There you go. You may get five of that one. This is a free play. Going downfield, looking for Forrest, looking for the corner, and it's going to be intercepted at the one-yard line. But, again, it should be a free play as the defense from the Jaguars uh, across the line of scrimmage. The, the interesting thing about it, you had two men really go downfield. Everybody else just kind of stopped. Yeah, the entire it looked like the entire play just stopped, and we had two guys, like you said, out here running to the left, and you know, we, we finally had some time to throw the ball because nobody was throwing. <laughs> you know, we just we just underthrew him right there. We had a, a great chance. He was just running vertical right there, and the ball was just a little bit underthrown, ended up being intercepted. But the uh, the five-yard penalty will negate that, and it'll bring us up five yards, so it's going to be second and about 20 here. Back on the way. Fake the Browns. 
Lamb stepping up, got pressure, trying to roll to the outside. Has a man trying to get to the outside. Nice block there from uh, Brown. Trying to hit his wide receiver and unable to hold on to it is the uh, wide out. Looks like, is that 13? Number 10. Looks like Duff. The 10? Yeah. yeah. Colton Duff. Colton Duff's just second into the game. Looks like he had him open there early. And uh, Gage just picked him up a little bit late, let that defender come back and get, get Duff right there. So. That'll set up a third and long here. Nice job by Lamb to, to extend the play. He had the pressure, was able to roll out from the pressure, rolled out to the right side. And even on the run, that actually wasn't a bad-looking pass there from Lamb. Yeah, rolled out to his left, made a good couple guys miss, and then went back all the way to the right side of the field. And like you said, it wasn't a bad pass. The defender just kind of caught up to Duff right there at the end and was able to deflect that ball away. Third down and 25. Fake the Brown. Pressure again. Backside pressure. Lamb looking downfield, has pressure. Now he's just going to step out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Nothing doing there, Mike. We had pressure from the start right there. We just had a little play fake to the left side. and As soon as that play fake went right there, there was just no no real contain or blocking right there on the left side. and Made, uh, made Gage take off to the right side and just got out of bounds. Going to set up a, a fourth and forever here. Wildcats can pick up a first down on the one yard line. The ball resting at the 30, so fourth down and 29. You know, Mike, you're kind of just hoping that we get a completion down by the by the 15 or 10 yard line. Try to try to pin them back a little bit if we can't get the touchdown here. So hopefully we can get something right here. Lamb looking down, looking, trying to go to the corner of the end zone. He looked like he may have been pushed out of bounds, and uh, it's going to be incomplete. That, again, was intended for Duff, and uh, Duff may have stepped out of bounds, even if he had caught it. I don't know if it would have been a legal uh, reception. Looks like he got pushed out of bounds a little bit and ran about six or seven yards on the other side over there, just out of bounds. So even if he did come down with it, like you said, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a completed catch. So. I was really surprised the official didn't throw his hat down, you know, to indicate he had been pushed out or stepped out of bounds. But whatever the case, the Jaguars will take over. The Wildcats had a huge play on the opening play. You know, inside almost to the 10-yard line, 11-yard line, and again, just unable to capitalize. 10 minutes, 13 seconds. Jaguars take over. First down and 10. The ball will be at the 31-yard line. Handoff coming to the near side. I believe that's going to be Rodriguez, and he's going to be brought down at the 29-yard line. Ray Steele coming up to make that tackle from that inside linebacker spot. Just a little sweep to the right side right there. They had the wide receiver split out all the way past the numbers over here, so it was a definite run. You could tell by the way they were setting up. Uh, deal. Just like, just kind of knew the same thing right there. His first step was up and did a really good job coming up and making that sure tackle. Rodriguez, Pouncey, and Guetta in the backfield for the uh, Jaguars. We'll give you the uh, offensive set for here shortly. Hall, one of the wideouts, along with number 11, Brandon McDuffie. Shotgun formation, rolling, pressure, nice keep off to Pouncey. Pouncey. Trying to break a tackle. He does. Still on his feet. Finally pushed out of bounds at about the 38. Little jump off to the uh, running back, number 15, Dylan Pouncey. Yeah, looks like Gator had his choice of receivers right there. He had about two or three guys running wide open right there. Just decided to uh, throw it off to his playmaker right there, Pouncey. He did a good job shedding a couple tackles to make this a third short. Third down. We'll call it two yards to go. Wide receiver split way down over here. It's probably going to be a run play here, Mike. Again, having trouble with the exchange, but still making a nice, uh, you know, making up for it. He's going to pick up the first down. Needed two. He's going to pick up almost five. 
little trouble there from the uh, exchange from the quarterback to running back. But, again, nice job by the Jaguars recovering and up to pick up the first down, first down at 10. Another real snap that time. Getter was able to pick that one up basically off the turf and get it to his running back just in time. You know, it took a little bit longer to, for that player to develop. I was hoping that we'd get some, some defensive pressure right there, but they were able to find a hole and get that first down. Shotgun formation. Wide to the left is number 30, Jake Sims. Back to number 21. Going to dump it off, and uh, that one's going to be incomplete. Flag going to come out late from the official. I think the referee saw something there on the interior line. Not sure what he uh, picked up there. Might be a personal foul here, Mike. Yeah, it's going to be rough in the pass there. It looked like he kind of went low there toward the end. Just a... We have had two 15-yard penalties here in the second half. It just really hurt us. You know, yeah, one on offense and here on defense. It's going to bring the ball all the way to the Allen 42. So that's another 15 yards tacked on. It's not really helping us out on the, the special team game and in the right here on the penalties. You're just going the wrong way the entire night. Eight minutes, 40 seconds. Jaguars leading 17-0 over the Wildcats. Friday night football here at Phil Danaher Field on a Friday night. Reverse, number two, coming around the backside, got some room. He's got a lot of room on the left side. Lively got caught in, but he does a nice job of recovery to go out and make the tackle, and now a flag coming out from the back judge. How many penalties did we have in the first half, guys, between both teams? We had 11. Long thing. We had eight in the first half, and we got, what, four already? Four here, 12. We call the trainer, get him to ice the, uh, have some ice ready for these officials. They've been busy tonight. We have to do some shoulder weights after the game, Mike. Something. I'll tell you what. Holding against the uh, Jaguars, will rattle back him up 10. I almost feel like I'm watching Dancing with the Stars. Going back, back and forth, yeah. What kind of dance moves they do out there. Friday night football here at Phil Danaher Field, Northwest Corpus Christi. Week one of the season, game two. Both teams coming in one to know. Looking for their second win each team. And off to the running back. Trying to go right up the middle. Cuts it back up to the middle. He's going to pick up about five yards in the play. We'll call it third down and five. I believe it's going to be a second down, Mike. I think they, after that. Didn't change the. Yeah. You're right, second down. Yeah, after that penalty, they just replayed the down. So it's going to be second down at about five. Ball in the, uh, the Cal 38 here. Sam Allen checks out of the game. Looks like number 10, Colton Duff coming in for him. Coach Campbell talking to his uh, young safety. Shotgun formation, wide receivers. Two split to the near side. Handoff to number 21, going to the left side. They'll pick up enough for the first down. That's going to be number 21, Alex Rodriguez. I think they're going to give him enough for the first down here, Mike. That's a change and move it forward. 63 will check in for the Wildcats. That's uh, Jeremy Englehart. He'll check in on the interior line. Coming off the field will be number 75, Roland Gonzalez. Well, last week, that front, uh, you know, the front three really uh, caused havoc, Duke, and tonight, you know, that. Offensive line for the Jaguars have really kept them in check. Ball on the carpet. Again, low snap. Quarterback 
Gavin just having a fall on the ball, and it's going to be a big loss for the Jaguars back to the uh, about the 41-yard line. You know, even the play before that, Mike, the ball was on the ground. I feel like every every second and third snap, you know, it's going to be low, and if, hopefully we can just get one to score away from him and jump on it once again like we did in the first half and try to take advantage of that. But that time, Garrett did a good job just going back and falling on it and, you know, living to play another down. Six minutes, 43 seconds. Wildcats have to come up with a huge stop here. Don't want to give up any more points. Can't afford to even give up a field goal at this point. Low snap again. Gerda picks it up. Oh, hey. Should have been holding there. There Thank comes you. the flag and the big screen play, but that one's going to be negated. It's going to go inside the 25-yard line, but uh, who's that? I'm trying to say that was. That 75? Was that Roland Gonzalez again that was coming in with the pressure? Yeah, Broughton right there. Broughton oh, right up the far side there. Right, 45. I saw five, but it was 45. Brandon Broughton was coming in on the backside, and he was held. I was yelling over here. We got our coaching staff to the booth to the left of us, and all four of them over there were screaming that the hold, that's a hold. And thank goodness the referee saw it. It was kind of late, too, when he saw it. When the hold happened, he didn't call anything. It was about two or three seconds afterwards when he threw that flag. So looks like Calhoun's going to get a sideline warning here, Mike. You see that? Well, we've had more penalties this game. And sideline judge. He's giving somebody an earful over there as a referee. That'll back him up, Mike. It's going to be about a second and 30 here. Ball now on the Jaguars' side of the field on the 49. Snap on the way. Handoff right up the middle. Not much room there for the uh, Jaguar running back. He does pick up about three yards to the 48 of the Wildcats. Jaguars having the same uh, dilemma the Wildcats did. They got a nice little drive going, and they've been hit by the penalties, and now they'll be facing a third down, almost about 30 yards to go. Dude. From the 48, the yard to gain is a 22. About 25 yards to go for the Jaguars, so really at this point you just can't give up the big play. Shotgun formation, wide receiver split to the left-hand side. Low snap, ball on the ground. Wildcats trying to get a gift. Do they get it? There you go, Mike. There you go. That's the gift you were talking about. The snap was low. Gavin was trying to hand it off. The ball's kind of scribbled loose. And big number 53 comes up with the recovery. That's Kenichi Lamadi. And I believe that's the second recovery second of the night. Fumble, yeah. Another decal for that young man. Kid's playing the tail off, Mike. If he's coming off the field right now, his whole, his whole left arm is taped up, kind of trying to do whatever he can for the team, and he comes in there and gets on another fumble right there. So another, another great effort there by, by big number 53, Liam Mighty. Paul's going to be at the 49-yard line. You can kind of see him favoring that left, left arm a little bit. You talked about it being bandaged up. Shotgun formation. Handoff again, number one, Gaddis. Gaddis, left side, Gaddis, tumbled. And he'll be brought down at the 45-yard line. It's the second time we've seen that play tonight, dude, by uh, Gaddis. And, uh, yeah, it's not a bad play. You can pick up seven yards on him. Yeah, we're awesome. Pop for 54. That one had some pretty good running room. He was able to, uh, to pick up seven, seven yards, like you said. was tripped up just a little bit right there by the, uh, the back safety over that. The, the opposite side safety came up and made a good tackle. Looked like number one, Hunter Wall, coming in to make that tackle. Duffs put wide up top. Gaddis flips to the near side. Brown motions across, takes the handoff. Brown has a nice couple of blockers in front of him. Cuts it back to the middle of the field. And he's going to bring it to the 36-yard line for a first down for the Wildcats. And Duke, at this point, you've got 444 left to go in this third quarter. You've got to put some points on the board. 
Yeah, we got to take a shot sometime, Mike. It looks like that um, the last time they came out right there with that, that secondary, they still got two deep safety, so they're still playing the uh, the pass a little bit. We just got to, you know, they're just saying, hey, our, uh, our interior guys are going to come up and make the tackle. They're not really respecting the pass, but, I mean, if you look at it, we've had 30 yards pass in the past two weeks combined. So, I mean, I'd be doing the same thing. You know, I'd, I'd make a beat with the pass here. Austin Weinshardt, number 23, is checking the game for the Wildcats. Again, Weinshardt moved under before the play. Weinshardt just kind of peeked back in the back. Dude kind of picked up his hand to look back at the lamb, and it's going to cost you five yards. Yeah, Mike, you know, we got a good thing going once again, and it looked like that time we're going to go with a little play action pass, like we were just saying. You know, we got to take a shot here sometime, and it looks like that's what we're going to do right there. And we just kind of just started off to go, go north and south before the ball was snapped. So it'll bring us back another five yards, going to set us up with the first and 15. Ball just outside the 40 yard line. Why, sorry, motions across the line of scrimmage. Lamb. There was a nice job on his own. If it was, he found that little scene. He broke the tackle. Got to give Lamb credit on that play. That was all Gates Lamb. Picking up the first down, needed 15, and picks up about 20. Yeah, Tyler's job right there, Mike. That time, it looks like every time we get past about five yards, they try to go for a leg. The last time Jadis was tackled, the same thing. They just go straight down and try to dive at her knees. That time, Gates kind of looked for it that time and kind of shortened the steps a little bit and went right around that tackle to pick up a nice gain on first down. Ball inside the 25. They'll spot it at the 23. Single wide out, split to each side. Weishart, they can off. Lamb, straight up the middle. He's going to go inside the 20 to about the 18-yard line, maybe the 17. And again, about a six-yard game on the play. We'll call it second down and four. Got to keep moving, Mike. Got to keep moving. We're down to three minutes and about 20 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Got to get that play in, get going. Got about... 20 seconds left to go here in the, uh, on the on the clock right here, on the play clock. We just start moving a little bit quicker down 17 to nothing here late in the third quarter. Confusion on the play. Brown trying to get set up. I don't know. There's a little confusion on this one. But that's, I believe that's that Duff. Maybe the slide over. That is Duff. Handoff. Left side. Weishart. Breaking a tackle. Weishart bounces off, and he's going to take it into the end zone. The Wildcats. Finally, get on the board with 2.49 left to go in the third quarter. Number 23, Austin Weishart on the touchdown. Not the biggest kid, Mike. That's a, you know, we've been running the ball all night and been, uh, not been able to break a tackle. We put, a, put our smallest back in there, and the he comes up and makes a, makes a good run breaking the tackle. So that'll be a 24-yard run. 24-yard run there by number 23, Austin Weishart. Looks like Gage uh, Lane will be in to, to uh, try the extra point here. Bam, waits for the snap, kick, and it's tipped at the line of scrimmage, and the extra point is no good. 2.49 left to go in the third. Wildcats on the board, trailing 17-6 to to the Jaguars. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. Thank you. What happened to Hawkins? The little 22 that was running the ball last week. Is he not up here? Yeah, he is. I don't know what. I haven't seen him. 
He's right there, number 22. Just a second. Hi, he's right there on the 45. You're right. Yeah. 30 seconds. Fifteen seconds. Five seconds. Welcome back to the uh, Friday Night Football here in Northwest Corpus Christi. Phil Dan Herfield, primetime crew coming at you. I'm Mike Guerrero, Coach Ryan Duke to my left, Coach Mike Budmanton doing our staff to our far left, and our producer Brian Katana in the box back in the studio. Wildcats with a nice drive, took the ball at the 49-yard line after the fumble. They took it 51 yards, capped off by a 24-yard run by number 23, Austin Weishart. Point after was blocked. Now Gage Lamb with a little pooch kick, and it's going to be taken at the 30. Looks like he took a knee, but let's say he did, and now he's got a nice little seam. And Lamb makes the tackle. Now a flag coming out way late from the sideline judge. I'm hoping he got that block in the back here, Mike. He does. It's going to set him back 15 more yards. Hopefully that's what the call is here. 2.43 left to go in the third quarter. The Wildcats can come up with some type of turnover, maybe a interception, another fumble recovery, maybe get a defensive touchdown, hold them, maybe get something on our special teams. We've got to get something going here in this third quarter, and it will be against the Jaguars, and it's going to back them up, Duke, from the spot of the file, which is going to take them back inside the 30-yard line to the 28. It's a big penalty there against the Jaguars. Big defensive possession here for the Cats. If we can get them right here and get the ball back and try to score one more time in the third quarter, we can make a ball game out of it. It's going to be a, a big defensive stand right here for the Cats. Running back with a carry to the 29. Minimal gain of two yards. Looks like 63. Aguilar was in there to make that tackle. Mike, that's his first tackle of the night, I believe. And in the last drive, being playing the nose guard spot, Move Escobar over to the left defensive tackle. Big boy, taking up a lot of space here in the middle. Single wideout split to each side. Guerra has a running back to his left, looking over to his right side. Going to dump it off, and then he had a flat, nice defensive play there by the Wildcats, minimizing the run. I believe that's 45, Brandon Broughton, and he's getting some help for number one, John Gaddis. You can kind of see that one developing, Mike. I, I was thinking right there about that tight end, big number, is he 86 right there? Looks like, yeah, number 86. Michael Goff? Yeah, Michael Goff right there. Looked like they were setting him up the entire time. This inside, this outside receiver over here was outside the numbers, trying to set up a little hole right there. The ball was going to him the entire way. We've been setting broaden man on man against him that time, and he just ran a little out route. Brown did a very good job covering his man right there and making the tackle. Look for Pouncey, who's lined up in the slot up top. Guerra looking. Going to step up. Got pressure. He's going to be brought down. Nice defensive play. Trying to see who that is. Is that 34, maybe? Race Bill, number 24. Race Bill. Race Bill with the pressure. Guerra trying to step up in the pocket. 
and the defense finally coming up with a three and out. But just look at that. 11 men coming off the field and 11 more men coming into the special team. That just shows you the depth of the, um, of the Jaguars. Yeah, bringing a whole fresh new crew. Their, uh, their kicker, I believe, is doing the punting as well. Looks like they're going to bring in a different guy there. It might look like a, like a fullback or something about to kick the ball. 86 is golf. Little line job punt. Hopefully they can fill it. Look at that. That is not what you want from your special teams, and we've talked about that all night. You cannot let the ball bounce and get away from you. You just had your defense give you a three and out, and now with the punt from inside the 25-yard line, the field position has changed. Wildcats will have the ball, Duke, inside the five-yard line. I think they're going to set us up just inside the two-yard line, Mike. That ball may have traveled 10, 15 yards in the air, took a real quick bounce, got it, looked like he had it the entire way, and that ball just went right next to him. Then he turned around, and he kind of just, like, let it go, like, all right, it's just going to just gonna hang out. And then he saw that it wasn't going out of bounds, tried to take over and go get it. Then he muffed it at about the five, picked it up, and as soon as he got picked Picked it up. He got hit and brought him back down to the two-yard line. So another another special teams blunder for the Cowboys Wildcats. Two-yard line is really going to set him up. I mean, really, you have you can't really do anything from this point at all, dude. But try to run a dive uh, and just try to get out in the wrong shadow of your own goal line. I mean, handoff. There was number one, Alec Brown, and Brown's going to do a heck of a job to bring it out to the ten-yard line, but. You're going to have to find some guys that can, that can field the ball and come up. That is not a position that – I mean, it's a, it's, it's a position that takes courage. If you've got 11 men coming down to tackle you, you're going to have to find somebody that, that wants to do it. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was tough to watch, Mike. It was, it was right there. If he puts that, up, puts that ball up on the run, he's probably going to have a return because it's a short kick. But, man, he just let it go right next to him. and It's going to end up being a 71-yard punt, Mike. Three quarters in the books. We've played 36 minutes from Phil Danaher Field. Wildcats trailing 17-6 to to the Jaguars. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. Did you want just a minute here? Uh, give us 30 seconds. We'll do a scoreboard here. All right, 15 seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back. After the, what Duke just said, 74-yard punt by what looked to be maybe a fullback. They were trying to get the bounce, and that's exactly what they did. Wildcats will hand it off, and they're going to bring it out to the 15-yard line. And Duke, you mentioned it wasn't the uh, normal punter who does the uh, punting. It was more of a, uh, almost a down lineman or maybe a fullback. I think it was a tight end, Goff, I believe. Is that what you got 
Chris Bateson, yeah, it was number 86. Got off the tight end and just kind of squibbed it down there. But and it almost looked like he boxed it. it. almost looked like it was just a poor punt. I mean, he yeah. just took a heck of a roll. And to say it traveled maybe 15 yards and probably only about 15 feet off the ground. It wasn't a very high punt either. You bet your wish here, Mike. Looks like 22 checked in the game. Hawkins is getting the ball right here. Going to pick up about four yards to the right side. First action for Hawkins tonight. Last week, he didn't do a bad job. I don't know what the stat sheet had him for last week, but uh, he did a nice little job. Some fresh legs in there. Moller's done a nice job for you as well. Haven't seen Suarez carry the ball. Suarez did a nice job carrying last week. Yeah, Hawkins averaged about nine yards to carry last week and had a touchdown. So, you're right. Just wondering where he's at today. He has checked in, number 22, in the backfield, along with Brown. Gage Lamb will line up under center. Again, Wildcats down to 12 minutes here. Handoff. Hawkins again coming to the near side. Hawkins breaking tackles. Hawkins plunging up here out to the 31-yard line. Again, you just talked about it. Here's a kid that averaged over nine yards a carry and two carries here. Now, he's got to be close to 15, 16 yards. Yeah, that's a good good run right there. Just the same play back over here to the right side. And, you know, if we can just the same thing again. If we can shut one more, one more tackle, we can go to the house right there. We just got tripped up by the shoelaces right there. And, Man, he almost took that one to the house as well. He's got, he's got some quick. Yeah, he does have some little quickness. Not a very big bag, but like you said, I mean, you're either going to do it three yards at a time or you can try to get bigger chunks, and that's what Hawkins is doing for you. Handoff, Brown, upside. Brown, breaking a tackle, lunging forward, and he'll pick up six yards on the play. We'll bring up second down and five, or second down and four. When you won the bust here, Mike, you know, the five yards is great if you got to lead, but. When you're trailing by uh, 11 points, and you're, again, your special team, no, no knock on Lamb. I mean, the kid's playing quarterback. He's having a kick. He's doing kickoffs. He's punting. Uh, but really, at this point, you know, you've got to get some points on the board quickly. Just inside 10 minutes here to go in the fourth quarter. Second and five. Cats with the ball around the 36-yard line. One thing I just noticed looking across the field, Johnson, the uh, fans finally started to show up. They've got a nice little crowd now. Gage Lamp, quarterback keeper, coming around the outside, will be knocked out of bounds. The clock will stop, so that's a good thing. They'll bring it out to the 43-yard line, where it'll be a first down for the Kalala Wildcats. Good job right there, just a little fake, fake dive to the right side. Lamb with the keeper out here, picking up the first down, like you said, doing a good job getting out of bounds, stop that clock, and make change. Nine minutes, 32 seconds. Wildcats. Had that opening drive of the third quarter, Duke. So think about it. They had that opening drive, and they were able to capitalize. This is only a one-possession game. Yeah, the penalties are really hurting us tonight. Swat is. Motions across the line of scrimmage. Hawkins takes the handoff, hit, and he's going to lunge forward. He's still going to bring it out to about the 50-yard line. Nice little six-yard game for number 22, Hawkins. Hawkins listed as a... uh, Junior, again, uh, really, this is his first. And you can see Gage Lamb, look at him. He's saying, bring the play in. Get this play in. Yeah, the play caught down inside 10 seconds already. Like, been running it down each time, trying to get that play in. Lamb was looking over at the sideline, kind of rolling his hands, saying, give me my, give me the play. Paul Sweep, Brown, near side. Brown has a blocker in front of Brown, breaking a tackle. Brown will take it inside the 40 to 39. First down for the Wildcats. And again, about a 15-yard gain. Nice play there by Hawk, uh, by, I'm sorry, by Brown. Yeah, a little backside toss right there. And Jay Slam almost like a pull and guard right there. Came up and made a 
a good kick out block on the corner, I believe it was number three over here, and did a really good job pushing that ball and turning up field and picking up a block for his, for his board back there, Brown. That nice block from his tight end here on the right side as well. Looks like that's number 82, Jackson Lanham. Wattis motions across the line of scrimmage. Wildcats, two tight end set. Hand off to Brown. Brown, right-hand side. Breaking tackles. Lunging forward, and he'll pick up about six yards in the play. He'll bring up second down and four. And Duke, at this point, when do you start sending two plays in at a time? I mean, you know, you'd think they'd be they're changing something up. Right now, the, the play clock's at 30. We're going to see what, we, what happens when we get the ball snapped, see where it's at. We're going to have to hurry up a little bit. Just now, inside eight minutes to go in the game. Still down 11. You know, thinking about our kicking game, you know, it's probably going to be a, a two-score type of touch, two-touchdown game instead of a, a, that point we can go for two, you know, and get that 11. But I don't know how well our kicking game is going to be. Damn. Outside, breaks the tackle, trying to get a block. Still on his feet, inside the 20 to the 15. Nice run by Gabe Slam. Nice job of just kind of stopping and letting that defender go by him. Just a couple of years ago, the boys wore a band. Get a play in, they can look it in. Get, maybe it was a number that was being signaled in. We got away from that. Yeah. You know, we're going back to the uh, – it used to be the quarterback. I remember when you had to come to the sideline and get the play and have to go all the way back in. And, yeah. And now they have some of the uh, – the running backs, maybe the wideout, putting the play in, but it, it does take a lot of time to get that play in. Yeah, especially with these power sets, we always get people in motion, so we got to get everybody set, and so we get everybody in motion, it just takes a little bit. But going here, it looks like Brown's going to take it on the right side, going to pick up another six yards, but the clock will continue to tick down to seven minutes now, Mike. You know, you now you're going to put your defense. So hopefully, we can put this in the end zone, get your defense, maybe to get your three and out, but then do. You, know, you may be looking at another 70, 80-yard drive again if we can't get our special teams to fill the ball. Yeah, the way we're going right now, Mike, it's going to look like we're going to have to get a three now. It's not going to be – if we give up a first down, it's going to be really tough to put it on our offense. Suarez motions across the line of scrimmage. Handoff. Brown. Brown breaking tackles. Brown bunching forward. Brown trying to find the end zone at the end. Looking. Still waiting for a single. Jaguars are saying they have the ball. Clock rolling, though. What's going on here? No, they stopped it, but look like Brown tried to get across the end zone. They're not going to give it to him, though. They're going to put it on maybe the half-yard line, dude, just inside the one. Let's go. Hold it back, keeper. You don't need a call for this. Find the gap. Blow it up. You said ball inside the one. going to set up a first and goal. Wildcats took over on the one-yard line. Is that right, Coach Fullerton? Lamb takes it in, touchdown, Cal Allen, 99-yard drive, Duke, 6.03. And, again, it was seven minutes there, and that, that last play was called. So, we took a whole minute to run two plays. I'm just yeah, I'm just looking at that last play, Mike. Yeah, we're, in, we're inside the one-yard line. We're, lit, we're waiting to get everybody set and everything like that. Just get up and run the play. It just, it's, it's taking your precious time come off that clock. Right now we've got 6.03 left. With the, uh, the extra point of waiting. Well, you got to go for two. Yeah. 17 to 12. Job. Split wide up top. Chris to the near side. Handoff. Looks like Gaddis trying to get in. Gaddis. Uh, he's going to be up in. Looks like he was going to get into the end zone, Duke. And what a defensive play by the Jaguars. 6 3 to go in this game. Jaguars 17, Cal Allen 12. We'll be back on 1400 KUNO. Clear. 
Yeah, think about that last try, though. Yep. Did you want a full minute here? Um, go ahead and give us 30 seconds. Already going back on the field. All right, you got 10 seconds. 10 seconds, Mike. Perfect. Bring it in. You have to be used to it. We're going to next year on your own. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. You're listening to Kyle on football here on a Friday night. Phil Danaher Field. Alongside Mike Guerrero, I'm Coach Ryan Duke. Kyle Allen with a 99-yard drive for the score. Score is now 17 to 12. San Antonio Johnson with six minutes and three seconds left. Kyle about to kick off. Looks like they're going to bring in number 42, Drew Ramiro, to do the kick and duty here. We're facing Gage Williams. We get a deep kick. Dude. Let's see if we can pin him deep, and let's see if we can get a three and out. And what do you do? You, you, you don't kick to your mirror. You try to do a pooch kick. What do we do here? There it is. It's going to be a deep kick, and it's going to be a fake reverse. Looks like uh, it's going to be pouncy and pouncy. Nice job by the Duke. Special teams play and it'll bring down Pouncey, the uh, dangerous weapon. You know, I think it was that Slotted's 44 on the practice. Yeah, it was wide, and uh, I think Muller was in there. Muller was actually on the ground right there and just kind of picked up a picked up an arm and just chipped him right there and to help out Wallace. So yeah, you're right. It's going to be a good good play by the special team. Let's let first. There you go. There you go. First of the year. Good job, guys. Let's keep it up. Three and out now. Is we got to get this. Uh, Offense off the field for the Jaguars. They're going to start this drive on the 23-yard line. Look for the tight end here, Mike, or a draw play, one of the two. Ball, low snap, pounce, he takes a handoff. Trying the right side, he'll pick up two yards to the 25. Look for the, uh, look for the Jaguars to continue to run the ball. The clock is in their favor. I mean, they, yeah, I think they got, if they can get a first down, you know, it's going to be like we were saying, it's going to be tough to uh, – to get anything back from it and try to get our offense back on the field, especially if we get that first down. You know, we're going to have to end up spending our timeouts, but their tight end's been a weapon all night. I think that, uh, you know, they might go to them here after this run play, probably, like you're saying, trying to get that, that clock to go down just a little bit more. Yeah, a shotgun formation. This is where we need that low snap. Hand off again to the running back, Pouncey. Pouncey trying to get to the outside. He's going to get to the 30-yard line. Almost put his helmet in the gut of the defender. He's brought down short of the first down. This is a big play here, dude. Third down, and we'll call it about three to go. Now, if we're doing something here, they'll probably end up punting the ball, Mike. I don't think they would, uh, you know, go for it here yeah, with I, the, I with the, right. on this side of the field. So, it's going to be a big play right here, see if we can get some, some penetration. Coach and Sam talking to the defense over there, Duke, and he's talking to about 40 players. Yeah. Big third down coming up. Shotgun formation. Twins foot to the near side. Low snap, handoff, hit in the backfield is Pouncey. Is he going to be brought down? He's going to be brought down short. Great defensive play by the Wildcats. Great job by that front three. We've talked about them. They've been contained all night. But trying to see who comes up from the bottom of the pile. Great job there by the Wildcats. This should force the punt by the Jaguars. And there you see the offense coming off the field, Duke. And we have to field the punt. Yep, that's going to be key right here. Great job there by the defense. Three running plays back-to-back. Looked like they had some running room right there after that that uh, that missed tackle in the backfield. Then we came up, and I believe Gaddis and a couple other guys came up and, and helped them get to the ground. Let's see. I don't know, dude. I don't know if the special teams came in. 
Like, there it is. It is the putt. It is going to be the wide receiver. Uh, the tight end. Oh, they should have been. That should have been a penalty. Yeah. Never set. It will be a timeout. We're going to keep it right here on our Rabelais IME scoreboard. Wildcats 17 to 12, Dick. I tell you what, you'll get the ball here with uh, about three and a half, three forty-five. And uh, what else could you ask for, dude? You got enough time. You just you know, got to eliminate the mistake, and you can't turn the obviously can't turn the ball over, but. The only thing you got to do is you got to pull the punt. You got to pull the punt right now, exactly. I don't care. You can just tell them, hey, just go fair catch it. I don't care if it's a if it's a short kick, if it's a long kick, whatever. Just catch the ball. That's all we need to do is get the ball and get it back in offensive hand, offensive hands. You know, the last two series that we've had, we've had the ball rolling. The last one was a 99 yard drive. We just got to keep at it. We just got to, like you said, we got to pull the punt right here. And then the past two games, you know, we've done the same thing. We've let the ball bounce in front of us, get by us, all that kind of stuff. We just have to put the ball here and set us up in some good show position. Look for number 23, Austin Weishart. He's going to drop back along with number one, John Gaddis. you got two men deep. you got to kill them. Yeah, got it. You can't let it get by you. Looks like it's going to be the tight end, Goff. We put a punt. Look for another low end over end punt is what he's looking for. He's not going to kick it up high in the air. He'll try to get that roll. Goff, there it is. That's not a very good punch. Get out of bounds. Take a bounce. There it is. That's just a nice wildcat bounce, and it's going to be fielded at the 50-yard line. So didn't have to field it, but you got the punt. What was that, about a 25-yard punt, Coach, maybe? 19-yard punt by the tight end, and Cal Allen will have the ball at midfield deep. With 3.42, you have enough time to run the two tight end set and march the ball down the field three yards in a cloud of dust, and this has not been the prettiest game. So what else could you ask for to put your offense in the field with an opportunity to win? Give credit to that defense. Twice yeah, here in the second half, three and out on back-to-back series. Very defensive stand, just like you said. Six plays and out. I mean, that's, that's just some great efforts over there on the defensive side. And like you said, we got plenty of time now. we got three minutes and 42 seconds, especially after that, that bad punt right there. Just setting us up good. We're coming out in the, the shotgun form. We're in that wide set. Probably going to get a ball to Brown here on the right side. There it is. Hand off to Brown. Coming on the right side. Brown has the 50, and he's not going to get beyond the 50. And you know, Duke, for the last series, we were successful with a two tight end set. Yeah, we came back, and that one was kind of, it was kind of, you know, just here it is. It's yeah. coming. I called it before the play of the yeah. game. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, everybody knew it was coming. The defense knew it was coming. That time they came up and made a good play at the, at the line of scrimmage, going to set up a second and 10. I, I guess for me, you had a 99 yard drive with Hawkins, Brown, and Lamb doing the front of the work on, on a two tight end set. Now you're trying to spot, you know, split them out. This has not been our strong suit. Our passing game has not been very strong at all. Fake. There goes Lamb trying to get him upfield. Lamb's going to lunge up forward, and Lamb's only going to pick up five yards. And I guess I'm just baffled. I'm confused. I'm lost. Yeah, Mike, I don't have many words. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's strange. You know, we've got plenty of time. Go back to what's been working. Go to your bed and better. Looks like uh, Romero's going to come in. We might jump back into it, but looks like Death's still in the game, so we might have two receivers once again. I'm going to set up a third and long here. Our, our passing game tonight, you talked about Lamb earlier. When I think he's completed maybe two passes. You, you're showing what's going to happen. Hand off to Brown. Brown needs to pick up his first down, and he doesn't. Fourth down and three to go, Duke. And, again, I just it's going to be a timeout by Cal Allen, but I am uh, – we're going to keep it here. I, you know, just – I, I, I mean, it can't just be myself. The crowd here has to be 
wondering what what's going on here. You just had a 99 yard drive, and it was all run. Yep. There was, I don't think was there one pass play. Nope. What what is our stats for the night, Coach? On passing, we haven't done. You know, we're, I don't think we have any stats, Mike. <laughs> I think I think we're over two, zero yards, I believe. No, we've been, been over, over five. Over five. So you're not going to throw the ball from that set. Your wide receivers aren't really doing much for you. You're splitting them out as decoys. And when you take them out, Mike, the thing that's you know that's good about our power set is that it's quick hitting. You turn around, get a ball, and you're gone. Right now, we got people motioning and we're getting the ball five yards deep and trying to run around the right side. Earlier, we were just under center, turning around, doing the ball, going straight up the gut. Looks like we're going to go back to it here finally. But, yeah, but I just don't know if it's, you know, now you're looking at a fourth down, and, and it's a long three, Duke. I mean, you got to get to the yeah, 30 yards. Yeah, yards. When, when you say third and three, I was kind of looking over there. It's almost four yards. Yeah, it, the ball's resting on the 43, and the nose of the ball has to get over the 40-yard line. Big fourth down play, game on the line. Gage Lamp under center, maybe trying to drop offside. Now back under. Going to be a toss sweep. Trying to break a tackle. Trying to get around. And the Jaguars are going to hold them at the 41, Duke. But I'm going to look at the spot here, Mike. I think it's a yard short. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not, yeah. it's not close. Yeah. And you have to wonder what... Even that point, Mike, we went to the back side right there. We had an overloaded side to the left. We had just a guard and a tight end back here over here with the Z-backs. We only had three guys. We ended up having five on that side. And uh, this little push play to the back side and nothing doing. Wildcats with a blown opportunity, to say the least. Jaguars will take over. And pretty much, uh, you know, we got two timeouts, Duke, and you got the ball at midfield, 50-yard line. <laughs> Probably the best field position we've had of the night. Your running game was going. Your defense was getting you three and out. Now you're asking your defense to do it a second time, even if they can do a three and out. They're going to have to do it for the third time in a row, Mike. But, but even if they do, dude, you're going to force, you're going to have a punt, and it's going to put you probably, even if it's a horrible punt, it's going to put you 25, 30-yard line. He's only got two timeouts left as well, Mike. We had to take a timeout right before that fourth down play. This has to be totally discouraging, not only to the uh, to the defense. I mean, they did a great job tonight. And off to the running back. Lunging upfield, going to be to the 49, going to bring a third down, and uh, we'll call it a long two. Timeout by the uh, Wildcat 2, 116. We're going to take a quick break. San Antonio Johnson, 17. Chalala, 12. We'll be back on 1400 KUNO. Clear. One minute. 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds. All right. <laughs> 15 seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back. One minute, 16 seconds left to go in this game. Jaguars facing a third down and two. And really, this play, they can pick up this first down, Duke. They're, they'll get out of this game, and really, they're going to 
escape this game. Now, as bad as Cal Allen played, they had an opportunity to steal this game here at the end. Third and short. Here's the ball game, Mike. Guerra. Shotgun formation. Snap on the way. Hand off. Met in the backfield again. Another great job by number 24. Ball comes loose. Cal Allen, do they have it? Ball came loose. Who's got it? He's going to say that he is down. Wow, Mike. No, that he was not down. Who's going to say that he stops his forward motion, I guess? Well, there'll be a punt, but that should have, that should have been a fumble. 109 left to go in the game. Timeout, Cal Allen. And Duke, really, your passing game hasn't worked for you. You're still going to be in a predicament where you've got to drive the ball 80 yards, and I just don't know how you can do that. But the ball came loose. Mike, listen, that's a race deal did a hell of a heck of a job to, to make the tackle. The defense is MVP tonight, for sure. You know, they, they had that one play where they, they, they ran a little trick play against us with the four receivers set that, we, that we've never seen before, probably ever. And they run a little trick play to get that touchdown. That's the difference of the game right now. I just that one little trick play. You know, but we yeah. had our opportunity. So that first play of the third quarter, uh, you know, John Gaddis with a 54 yards in the first play gets us to the 10, 11 yard line, and we come away with no points. Yeah. All you think about that, even if we get a field goal and we make our extra points, we have a tight game. Tight end, punter, should I say, Goff, hands at his 35. Two men deep for the Wildcats. Snap on the way. High end over end punt. This one's going to bounce. Picked up by number one, Gaddis, and he's going to step out of bounds at the 32-yard line. Exactly one minute left to go here in this game. Wildcats trailing 17-12. to 12. And you have to drive the ball, what is that, 60, 68 yards for the uh, touchdown? Real goal does you no good. 68 yards, no timeouts. One timeout. Hey, I thought we called the last we called the last time out right there, Mike. There shouldn't be anything on the on the board. I don't know why it's up there. If Buda Hayes can go ninety eight yards with no well, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Just saying, it can happen is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, hey, I was there. I, I heard I heard that. <laughs> Let's be on the opposite end of one of one of those miracles comebacks. And now we'll go to the two tight end set. Off sweep. Backward pass. Going to be the Lamb. Lamb has a blocker in front of him. Has another blocker trying to get away. Lamb, 40. Brought down awkwardly. It almost looks like a horse collar. How it didn't get called is, I mean, he kind of pulled him down from the. You can see that's exactly why you don't allow kids to tackle that way. Just rolled his ankle. He, Now you got to bring in Sam Allen. 49 seconds, great play design, but I was really surprised, too, because they're not a horse-collar tackle in high school football. I'm not sure if there was one. That was, that was the definition of it, that's for sure. Got rolled up pretty good right there. And, you know, that was one of the reasons that, that uh, you know, Roy Williams, former safety for the Cowboys, one of your former alumni uh, in Oklahoma, uh, center safety, was infamous for doing that in the NFL, and that rule was put in place because of Roy Williams. He was, yeah, they you know, were. He was grabbing by the back of the shoulder pads and just rip them down. And 
And he really had no chance after after the NFL started going to a passing game and they took that really away. It was like the no real Willis league anymore. But yeah, looks like we're going to bring in number 12, Sam Allen. Garrett is over here looking pretty good, Mike. I don't. Well, yeah, that, that definitely. That's, you know, that should be swelled up pretty good here shortly. Sam Allen in at quarterback number 12. Two wide receivers. Allen will hand it off to number one, Gaddis. Gaddis coming around the outside, trying to get out of bounds, and he'll step out of bounds at about the 40, we'll call it the 47 yard line. 34 seconds left to go in this game, Duke. And... Yeah, 34 seconds left. You're back up quarterback. No timeouts. That's a tough hill to climb, Mike. Yeah, very tough, very tough. Well, I think golden opportunity. We, we let get by when we had it at the 50 yard line. And uh, what we have at that point, we had three minutes and 42 seconds. Now you're asking this offense, a backup quarterback, to do it. Handoff to number 40, Brown. Brown breaking tackles. Brown going forward, and he's going to get to the uh, 44. At this point, you can't send a play in. You got to just keep going. They're going to ask him to spike it. But you're under 20, 26 seconds. Now the clock has started, and our boys aren't set. I see you in the shot, man. <laughs> Did a shotgun strike? Yeah, strike. I haven't seen that. You know, oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so he just gave up. Uh, you know, we, we lost some precious time, though. But again, that you have to know what to do in that situation. Yeah. You're looking for the sideline, and, and we lost nine seconds on a, uh, spiking the ball. You're going to have to air it out here, Mike. 20 seconds left. We can't afford to run a, ball, run a play. If it, if it gets stopped, time's going to go right off the clock. So we're going to have to go through the air right here. Allen, shotgun formation. And off to Brown, trying to get Brown, and Brown's going to be hit. Poor Brown, I'll tell you what, he's, he's been taking a beating tonight. 12 seconds, I believe that's going to be the last play of the game. I'm going to try to spike in here, Mike. Seven seconds. Snap on the way. And Allen, tell you what, he rears back and just drills it in the ground. Well, do we have the swinging gate that we pulled off against Ed Calchelka in the playoffs so many years ago? Do we have uh, – what Michael, do we got? You got Michael Price back there, too? <laughs> Can we bring him back? Price, are you in the uh, stand? He might be. He was there last night. I don't know what you have in this situation, but uh, – I don't know. If, to tell you the truth, I don't know if Allen can heave it down there long enough. Four seconds left to go in this game. This will be the last play of the game. It's fourth down and seven. Shotgun formation. Single wide out to each side. Johnson will send five men deep about 30 to about 30 yards back. Allen dropping back. Now we'll step in. He's going to launch it, heaving it downfield, and it'll be incomplete at the 15-yard line. And Johnson will win this game here at Field Danaher Field, the final. San Antonio 17, Cal Allen 12. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1400 KUNO. Clear. You want one minute here? Yeah, give us a minute. How, how much are we? How, how are we on the lineup? We are a little behind. Yeah, give us. Give me two then. Give me two. I I I need to take my headset off for a little bit. I got to curse for a few minutes. All right.
One minute. Thirty seconds. Fifteen seconds. Oh, how much time? You got five seconds. Perfect timing. Welcome back to our Rabelais Pioneer Post Game Show, the final from our Northwest Corpus Christi Field, Danaher Field. San Antonio 17, Allen 12, Duke, and really it's just, uh, you know, it's been frustrating. These last two games is not your typical Wildcat football. You know, penalties, turnovers, not executing. Uh, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I just said, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just, it's, this is not what we're accustomed to seeing from our program. Yeah, you know, just the preseason hype, ranked in the top ten, you know, uh, that guy was saying that we're going to the uh, the state final, you know, pre- predicted to go to the state final, and we just come out here, and for the first two weeks, you know, for lack of a better word, we've just been kind of flat on offense. We've, uh, we're have we very one-dimensional. Um, I'm going to go go ahead and say that our leading receiver was, our leading passer tonight was Lawton Mullen. He was a uh, you know, he's been playing tailback for us, and he was at fullback that play, and he was he was one of one tonight, and that was our only completion of the game. So Allen last week, I think, was uh, when he had that backward, you know, the quarterback. Yeah, it's it was same, a same, same play. Same, same play. Same exact play, but I think yeah. Allen last week. I mean, it's uh, – and defense. you got to give credit to the defense. The defense, again, outstanding job. They they really put their offense in a position to win this game. They you know two series. That's a great offense across the field. You got they have some dangerous weapons. You saw Pouncey, you saw Guerra, Rodriguez. That was that's a good offensive team. The defense came out and played an outstanding game. The, the second half, you know, just you know, I'm going to look at my score sheet here and, and just looking at it. You know, they led 17 to zero with 11:25 left to go in the second quarter. After that, the defense shut them down. Yeah, they had those three back-to-back three and outs to keep us in the game there toward the end. That last play was a third and one, and we ended up getting a, a five-yard loss on the play for us, and we get the ball back, and then it's just it was questionable. You know, we get the ball back, and if we, I don't know if it's just that we have absolutely no confidence in our passing game whatsoever, but we come back with a minute left, no timeouts, and the first two plays that we call our run plays, and it's just, you know, it's, it's frustrating because at the same time, you look at the stats, and we've thrown the ball – We've thrown for 41 yards in two games, and when you got when you got to score points, we're down 17 to nothing in the half. You know, you, you got to throw the ball a little bit. You can't just like hope and pray. You know that we get one through a uh, break a tackle and stuff like that. So we, we'd like to throw the ball a little bit, but just you know, it just hasn't worked out for us here in the early going. We'll get it just on our scoreboard real quick. Uh, let's see what we got throughout the uh, night again. I just you know, for this defense to play so hard and, and again not being critical, just saying hey. Rankings don't mean a thing. 
Forget about the rag rankings. Come out, execute. That's what's been Cal Island football. It's coming out, executing, and playing football the way it should be played, not the penalties. We've had so I mean, we probably, I know by far we have more penalty yards than we have passing yards for the season, without a doubt. Real quickly, we're going to check in with our district scoreboard. Uh, Corpus Christi King over Miller High School, 29 to 6. Uh, Victoria East over uh, Flower Bluff, 21 to 14. That's late in the game as well. Uh, that's in the fourth quarter. Uh, Farstown won Alamo Southwest, uh, leading over uh, Veterans Memorial, uh, 11 to 10. That's a, that's a weird score. Uh, San Antonio Johnson, we just gave you that one. Uh, San Antonio 7, uh, 17 to 12 over Cal Allen. Moody over San Antonio Burbank, Moody 13. San Antonio Burbank 7. We have Ray uh, High School, 14 to, to 0 over Carroll High School. Some of these games haven't been updated, so I'm not sure. Uh, that was still showing, you know, halfway to the second, which we obviously know it's beyond that. And then Alice was all over H.M. King. That one shows five minutes left to go in the uh, game. Alice 47, H.M. King 17. Uh, Tolosa Midway uh, taking on Robstown uh, over in Robstown. Robstown leading that game 26 to 20. And then the other one that's going on, uh, we just gave you the final here. It looks like we're the only game that's on final. We're going to send it back to the uh, studio real quickly. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back with the uh, stat. For tonight's game, you're listening to the post-game show brought to you by Rabelais INE. Clear. Two minutes, two minutes. Okay, two minutes. Show coming to you from Full Banner Hill Field, the uh, Cal Wildcats 
loser home opener of the uh, 2016-2017 season. 17-12, to 12, the San Antonio Johnson. The Wildcats are now 1-1. One and one, and uh, San Antonio Johnson will uh, head home with a 2-0 record. And could see they actually... Uh, you know, they have to be – their coaching staff has to be feeling a sigh of relief. They they know that their backs were against the wall. They were having trouble with the running game. That's not something they see a lot in San Antonio. They see that passing game. That's, that's what they see. They're not used to seeing that one T, two tight end set. That, uh, they had their backs on the wall, but, you know, got to give them credit. They come away with a victory 7-12. to wasn't pretty. They walk away, and they are at 2-0. Wildcats will head to the locker room and uh, look at the pin tomorrow and – you know, boys will have to get it together. You still got plenty of time. This district, as you mentioned, you can afford a couple of losses, but you just got to get it together. And that's the bottom line. Got to eliminate the penalties. Got to eliminate the turnovers. We had, I know that for a fact, at least two fumbles tonight. Uh, I don't think we had any fumbles in the second half, but the penalties just continue to, to hurt us throughout the evening. And we talked about it in the pregame show, Mike. The, uh, you know, the keys of the game, special teams, play better on special teams, and, you know, get that offensive line to jail. And, Offense, we had a we gave up a 72-yard punt. Uh, just a 72-yard punt, and mind you, went 12 yards in the Yeah, exactly. So a 60-yard bounce that we just don't get in front of and, and pick that ball up, set us up in terrible field position. That happens, and we still go 99 yards to get a touchdown, but we had to go 99 yards instead of going 60. We had more time on the clock. Had yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, that last drive, instead of starting that last drive with a minute, you build that ball, and instead of having a 99-yard drive, you may have a 60-yard drive. You may have preserved a couple of minutes where you would have had towards the end of the game. And just looking at the stats, Mike, San Antonio Johnson had 28 yards of offense in the second half. Wow. 28 yards of offense. Testament to that defense. We it's, just gave them credit, but, again, they were the MVP of tonight by far. We go down the stat line for the night. Cal Allen had 19 first downs, 349 yards rushing, 11 yards passing for a total of 360 yards. Last week we had 380 yards. So we've had two weeks with over 350 yards. And, and, I, and it's, what's sad to say, Duke, is we haven't looked good. We haven't looked good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got two games with over 300. How many, times, how many teams can say that? It's not a lot. Of not a lot of teams can ever say, hey, we had over 350 yards, two fumbles, special teams played bad, and yet we still have an opportunity to win the game. Again, my, go ahead, continue. <laughs> my bad. So we go 360 total yards. We had penalties, another thing that, you know, kind of hurt us tonight, 10 penalties for 80 yards. Rushing-wise tonight, A.J. Brown had 26 yards rushing for 137 yards. Lamb, 14 rushes for 75 yards and a touchdown. Gaddis had, <coughs> sorry, Gaddis had three carries for 74 yards. Moore had four for 24. On the other side, rushing, Alex Rodriguez ended up with 14 for 47 and a touchdown. Pouncey had nine for 39. Really shut him down in the second half. He was, he was a handful in the first half. We did a really, job, really good job continuing there in the second half. Uh, Geta ended up 6 of 7 for 56 yards, and then Tepitz was uh, 1 for 1, 43 yards for a touchdown on that, uh, that double pass. Receiving tonight, we had Lamb as our leading receiver, as our quarterback. Uh, he was one, one catch for 11 yards. On the other side, Hall had two catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Pouncey had three catches for 25 yards, and Goff ended up with two catches for 24 yards. Time of possession, Callum 28.08, and San Antonio Johnson 19.52. You know, I think for me coming into this year, again, I'm, I'm not as fortunate as, as the coaching staff and, and being able to see everything. But coming in from last year, you know, you have your starting quarterback coming back. You got pretty much, I think you'll have three of your receivers coming back from, from last year, do you not? Uh, we had three receivers coming back with Gaddis. We had uh, Caden Cloyd, who hasn't really got into the game all that much this year. 
Um, Jackson Lanham played a little bit last year. Um, you know, Duff was a, the quarterback for the JV team last year, and he's he's shown some great things in practice uh, from the wide receiver spot. So we've got plenty of weapons on the offensive side. It's just like we've been saying, we haven't we haven't really jailed yet. The uh, offensive line is kind of having some trouble, and our uh, you know our quarterback is is kind of tentative just because he's getting pressure all the time. So when he does have open receivers, a lot of times he doesn't see it just because. He's running for his life right. a little bit. No, so I agree. It just, it just hasn't. I knew, I knew that you know, coming back with Brown, you had Adam Brown coming back from last year, who got moved up halfway through the season as a freshman. They had over 1,000 yards. Uh, you know, you had, you know, Gage Land coming back. I mean, you have some key weapons. Broughton coming back as a tight end. Uh, you know, I guess for me, you know, just some frustration sets in because this team is a good team. They really are. you got to give them credit. Look at what the defense has done tonight. You're putting up 350 yards, 380 yards offensively. But yet you were walking away, and not just you and I. I guarantee you that coaching staff is frustrated. Those players are frustrated. Our fans are frustrated. And, and you, know, you come away with a, a five-point loss, which really should have been probably a, a, a seven-point win. Yeah, thirteen-point like win. In all yeah. honesty, I mean, we had the ball in that opening drive. The boys were fired up. Momentum was going. Gaddis, fifty-four-yard run inside the ten. Then you have a fifteen-yard uh, penalty that backs you up. You have two illegal procedures. Backs you up. Now you're looking at a you know, first down at 25, it was, the yard to game was a one, and we were at the 40-yard line. Yeah. You know, it's frustrating, you know, at least. You know, it's just, that's the, that's the worst part, Mike, is that we've been, we haven't been awful on offense. Like you said, 360 yards rushing, or 360 yards total offense. The week before, 380. Our defense is playing well. When you see that, when you see almost 400 yards, and your defense isn't giving up anything, you should be blowing people out. And it's just, the last part of the game is special teams, and I think special teams, and along with the penalties, that's just that's just our kryptonite right now. It's not really helping us out whatsoever. Wildcats will uh, get ready for next Friday. Coach Duke, uh, I'm trying to look at the schedule here to see who we have. It'll mm-hmm. be seven o'clock at game time. Seven thirty will be kickoff. Corpus Christi King, I guess, is that game going to be played over in uh, Corpus at the uh, Sports Complex? One of them. I'm not sure if it's the Cabinets or at um, Stadium. It's on Thursday, too. Thursday night. That'll be free on a Friday night. There you go. So we'll do it again next week. I want to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. Again, apologize for our frustrations. We just have the expectations not only for this program, for this kids, the utmost uh, respect for this community and our coaching staff. And I know that these guys are disappointed just as much as we are. We had an opportunity to win this game. But the Wildcats come up short. 17 to 12 to San Antonio Johnson. Coach Duke, any final words you'd like to say? We got time. That's, a, that's the biggest thing. It's only, it's only week number one. You know, it's our second game, so we got time to, to make a lot of adjustments. We just got to, you know, figure some things out on special teams and, and just get the, uh, get the get the small stuff taken care of. And when I say small stuff, I'm talking about penalties and stuff like that. When we have 12 men in the huddle and when we go to a different set, kind of getting everything together, it's just staying out of whack and just getting everything to to synthesize a little bit more, and you know, I think we'll be just fine. We just gotta, we just gotta get it done and get it done in a hurry. There you go. Well, we, uh, we're, at the, uh, we're in week one, game two of the season. We still got plenty of time, but again, the Wildcats come away with a disappointing loss tonight, one and one. As we're gonna wrap things up here in our Ravelate INE post game show for our producer back in the studio, Brian uh, Katana, our statistician, Coach Mike Bugerton, I colored uh, commentator, Mr. Ryan, Coach Ryan Duke. I'm Mike Guerrero. We'll do it again next week, seven o'clock game time. On a Thursday night, we'll be coming to you from Corpus Christi Independent School District, taking on the uh, Corpus Christi King Mustangs for uh, Friday night football. You've been listening to Calendar Wildcat Football on 1400 KUNO. Good night. God bless. We'll do it again next week. Clear.
Hi, brother. Ryan, thank you much, man. I hope the frustration didn't sound too bad, man. It's just a tough, tough loss. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. We got through it. All right, buddy. We'll do it again next week, man. I think next week we're Thursday night, so we'll, we'll do it again. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you then. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.